Hey folks, welcome to the Smoking Tire Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the Blackview DR900X Plus dash cams. These things are ridiculous. They are super powerful, compact, sleek. They look good on your dashboard. And with the Blackview DR900X Plus models, new and improved 4K ultra high resolution front camera and newer Sony Starvis sensor for the rear camera, you can be sure that you will capture all the important details on the road during the day and at night. I love this Blackview dash cam because it gives me the peace of mind that my car, day or night, is always protected. Whether I'm driving and looking to capture the craziness that goes on the road, maybe grab myself a viral video, or protect myself from insurance fraud, with the seamless pairing feature, connecting with the Blackview app, transferring those videos, and setting up the dash cam for cloud connectivity, it's easier than ever. But what about when you're away from the car? If I'm honest, more bad things have happened to my car when I was away from it than when I'm in it. With built-in voltage monitoring, you can leave your car protected by Blackview's parking mode without fear of draining your car's battery. And thanks to the optional LTE connectivity module, the Blackview dr 900 X Plus Series dash cam always keeps you connected to your car from anywhere. This means you can receive impact notifications on your mobile device, check in on your car with remote live view, and rest easy knowing that live event upload saves impact footage in real time to the cloud, including the all-important five-second pre-impact buffer. The new mobile hotspot function allows you to turn your LTE-connected dash cam into a Wi-Fi hotspot for up to five devices. Turn your dumb car into a smart car. The DR900X Plus Series model comes with an optional rear camera, which you can get now or add later on. So go to blackview.com slash TST, that's B-L-A-C-K-V-U-E dot com slash TST, and use code TIRE to get 10% off any Blackview dash cam, but especially the DR900X Plus. Free shipping for orders over $200, so go to blackview.com slash TST and use promo code TIRE, 10% off any Blackview dash cam. We're also brought to you today by Innova, and we've been talking about Innova a lot on that show. You should buy one to keep in the car, keep at your house, keep in the garage, because you never know when that check engine light is going to come up. And if it does, there's all ways around it. Some people try to cover it up, unplug it, or dismiss it as an unsolved mystery. But the fact is, your car's not working right. That's why it came up, and you need to know how to find out what that light means. So, with Innova, you can easily identify both the problem and what it takes to fix it. It's like having a personal mechanic in your pocket. I love Innova because it takes all the headache and guesswork of trying to take care of a vehicle, right? If you know someone or know someone like me, Innova is for you, and here's why. Three steps. Step one, you scan the code, right? Connect your Innova OBD2 diagnostic tool to your OBD port, and using features like hotkeys and the patented all-in-one display, scan your vehicle's onboard computers to detect for any malfunctions. With step two, you can verify by pairing your tool with Innova's all-new Repair Solutions 2 mobile app, you'll now have free access to over 60 million fixed solutions that are verified for accuracy by real ASE certified technicians. In step three, you can fix it. 
because Repair Solutions 2 is the complete solution. In the app, you'll find troubleshooting information and even be able to order the right parts for the job. If you still got questions, Inova's USA-based customer support team is always available to help six days a week, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Inova tools speak your car's language so you don't have to. You can buy Innova tools at all major automotive retailers, Amazon, and Innova.com to find the problem and fix the problem. So go to innova.com, search for it on Amazon, or ask for it at your local automotive retailer. Find the problem and fix the problem. As always, we're brought to you by Off the Record, the official one-stop shop for getting those points off of your driving record. Listen, there is some truth to the fact that highway enforcement is about safety, but there is more truth to the fact that it is a financial ecosystem in which the police and the insurance company and the government are extracting money from you. You're just trying to get to work, and you should never, ever, ever plead guilty to a moving violation. Why? Because off the record is here for you. It's their job to keep those points off of your record. How do they do that? They do it by pairing you with a qualified attorney in your home state or the state where you got the ticket to fight that ticket for you and get the points off your record. And if they don't get those points off your record, money-back guarantee, folks. They cover 97% of the American population, and they have a fabulous, fabulous success rate. We have had so many emails from people who have used off the record, and it's saved their behinds. Even other automotive journalists, our friend Jeff Glucker, our friend Dave Patterson, they have both fucked off the record with incredible success. And so, Go to offtherecord.com slash TST or use code TST10 on the Off The Record app. And that gets you 10% off all OTR services until May of 2023. Offtherecord.com slash TST or code TST10 at the Off The Record app. Um, We're also lastly, of course, well, we're not brought to you. We just, if you don't want to listen to me read these ads ever again, you could join our Patreon. Patreon is for our most fervent supporters for a very small fee each month. You can catch our shows live as we record them and ask questions of us and our guests. You can have a totally ad-free listening experience, both from audio and video. You can have the show uh, ready the second after we finish recording it. Same day instead of waiting until Tuesday, Thursday schedule. So you don't have to be like, hey, when's that show going up? It's up right when we are finished recording it. And, of course, the Pro Driver podcast, which is an extra ninth podcast, also ad-free, exclusively for our Pro Driver members that will never be published in the normal podcast feed. All of that is available at patreon.com slash the smoking tire podcast. Of course, Nothing will change with the regular show. Tuesday, Thursday shows, audio and video, all the guests, all the news. But if you want more, if you want it now, and if you don't want to hear me read ads, you can get all of those things at patreon.com slash the smoking tire podcast. We've got a pricing level for everybody. It's very affordable, and it's a way for you to support the show without having to buy T-shirts you don't want or other swag. It's just good extra content 
coming to you faster and coming to you better at patreon.com slash the smoking tire podcast. All right, on this episode of the show, uh, coming to us from thedrive.com, the editorial staff of Kyle Charomka and Kristen Lee. Kyle is the editor-in-chief. Kristen is the deputy editor at thedrive.com. They are doing great things over there. Uh, Kristen's been on the show a whole bunch. It's the first time for Kyle, but we have a great chat about some of the new cars that have just come out and that they've been driving. We talk about motorcycles and scooters. We talk about closed, abandoned military bases in Sicily. And we talk about what it's like to daily drive a 1985 Blazer. It's Kyle Charomka and Kristen Lee on the Smoking Tire Podcast. Oh, yeah. What's the... the it's just like a bunch of buffalo strung together, and it somehow and it is a somehow noun, makes adjective, a verb. Right. right. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I think if you say buffalo four times in a row... It might start with the. Yeah. Like the buffalo, 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 buffalo. And is what, actually their, their some, PD comes over and pushes you to the ground? It actually does make mean something. Yeah, it, yeah, there's... Here, oh, yeah, it also summons, shit. It also summons <laughs> a Beetlejuice. Ew! Buffalo, buffalo... Oh, it's eight of them. One, two, three, four, five... Yeah, eight. That is a grammatically correct sentence See, in English. I don't think that, that... I don't believe that. I think they're just fucking with us. I mean, no, they're just but counting what, on no it, one but the to thing know is, grammar it doesn't well like enough. mean anything. An expanded form of the, but with synonym is buffalo bison that other buffalo bison bully also bully. Oh, so buffalo is a synonym for well, it's, uh, it's a, the word bully, right? And it's a species, of course, and then it's also a place, right? This is stupid. Right. It's very right. dumb. I don't. Adjective I don't noun, adjective this. noun, verb, verb, adjective. Noun. This is what happens if you don't have sex, don't jack off, and don't get interested in space or physics. <laughs> so you've described the city of Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Damn. Damn. You're okay. <laughs> you know what? We're being mean to them, but in fairness, I've been there. I haven't, so I I'm just going to base my impression that on what you're saying. That sentence is pretty much described. Why were you it's the in most Buffalo. Buffalo? Someone got married there. Who oh, got married? Was Someone it? from there. <laughs> 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 they are no longer together. <laughs> That's okay. It's for the best. Oh, which which okay. one of them won the bowling alley in the divorce? <laughs> one of them got uh, all six kids. Uh, the other one got to leave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I is, is pretty much how that <laughs> one Came went. out on top there. Shout out to my boy Chris, who was the one who got to leave. <laughs> Where does Chris live now? Uh, uh, Florida. Oh, like the the most opposite place. Summer Buffalo. Buffalo. Summer Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we exist, Zach? Mm-hmm. We, we do. do? Okay. Yeah. Um, wait, you want to spin that so I can see it? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Y'all don't need to be looking at that. No. That's no. my live. That's my live monitor. That monitor says what everyone else is. There's seeing. also like a slight delay. Yeah, yeah. I just saw my hand do this three it, seconds later. So it's a, that's it's strange. a, it's a, it's a, that's why it's a reference point only. Mm. Yes, yes. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to the studio. Nice to see you. Thank you, sir. Both. How's the Lotus been, Kristen? Treating oh, you well? Great. Love it. We went on a nice drive on the crest yesterday. Oh, did you get up there? Spirited. Spirited. Yeah, it was good. It was you good. didn't bring that truck, right? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Blazer, I you should. got it. I have, I have driven it uh, with, with speed. Before, but it doesn't enjoy it. And relative I mean, speed. This the dead spot on the steering wheel is about forty-five degrees in each direction. Right. So there is not much precision with yeah, which to keep the mic. Bring the mic closer to you. It, there's not much. You don't pre- have to go to it. You can bring it to you. Okay. Yeah. There's not much precision with which you can aim yeah. that thing. Yeah. That car. Um, 
Yeah, it's uh, voted most likely to hit a row of parked cars <laughs> while attempting to go straight, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I will say the the steering is so light, you can twirl the wheel with one finger, and it and it is very, it's a good party trick, but yeah, when it comes to actual, there, road feel doesn't exist in that thing. Maneuverability peak, is, peak is... power steering boost. Yeah, yeah oh, total over <laughs> 80s overboosted power steering. It's pretty... It's, it's like... Parallel parking's a What's that thing running? Cinch. 40 PSI. Really? Turbos? Power steering. <laughs> <laughs> no, that thing is like 97% attitude. Yeah. And uh, 3% Function. rust. Yeah. And I felt... I it, 3% rust is probably an accurate figure. It's a SoCal truck, but like Santa Monica, so the salt air... Oh, dude. Had, it had an impact over the years. Yeah. The, it depends, like, what direction the garage faced. Mm -hmm. If the garage oh faced gosh. east, mm -hmm. it's okay. Mm -hmm. My garage faces east, and so I think my cars are all right. But I have a closet in my house in Venice mm -hmm. that faces west. And we started discovering, like, I'd pull out a jacket and there'd be mold on the fucking jacket. <gasps> and I had to throw away some clothing that I really liked. And we just got one of them, like, not long ago. Finally got one of those hanging bags of, like, I don't know. They are like they look like plastic pellets that mm -hmm. hang in this bag. Mm -hmm. And over time, the plastic pellets absorb moisture out of the air and, like, melt and turn into liquid. And in about a week, oh, the yeah. fucking bag is half liquid. And I'm yeah. like, oh, maybe we should convert this closet to a sauna. <laughs> Because it's that's horrible. No yeah. one tells you about that. About they don't living, tell you about that. No. Living at the beach. No. I mean, I mean, like it's it should be kind of obvious. Yeah, but because but like with the wind, you don't think about humidity because it's like flowing and you're not like you know sweaty. Mm -hmm. But like it gets trapped in like little corners. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. And you only figure it out when there's mold on your suitcases and your leather coats. I like my I like my clothes. I would rather have rust on my truck than molds <laughs> in my, in my closet. closet. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, probably you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. my and the Blazer was parked outside for its whole life, so it did not have any garage pedigree. So it's uh, so a free range. Free range. It was a free, free range Blazer. Free range blazer. And I, it was on the east side of the house that it was in front of. Perfect. And so, yes, it was shielded a little bit it from the blocked. salt. It was blocked, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's it, cool it, looking, it's, though. Yeah, it's cool. It's It's gone through some rough times. It sat for a while. It, uh, it needed a lot of work over the last couple of years to get it back on the road. Getting it smogged was like the battle to end all battles oh, I'm with, not this, shocked. with this city. It was just... Every blazer like that looks like a singer that's back for their second try at it. It's, They're like 50 years old. There's they did a stint somewhere. Axl Rose in the wheelchair. <laughs> there's yeah. Someone, Axl Rose broke his ankle and still had to go on tour. It's like that. <laughs> there's some There's some real faded glory to it, for sure. Um, but it gets a lot of looks. People really enjoy yeah. seeing it on the road. And now that it... I, I mean, I probably should admit this, but driving it around before I got it smogged, you know, on the old plates, it was always like... <gasps> God, um, it's just being able <laughs> bro, to go anywhere. Nobody with gives, it. no one gives, no one gives a fuck, fuck right, bro? I, we were, I was out at Malibu on Sunday. I mean, the number of four, five, eights still <laughs> running around with no plates. I mean, it's ridiculous. They just, they just don't give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, I definitely drove past a few cops. And yeah, they, they would just. I don't. They probably didn't even pay attention. It's. I mean, they put that sticker on your license plate here, right? So that the color, right? You can spot mm -hmm. it if you're really looking for it. Like, oh, that's last year's mm -hmm. color. That's five years ago's color. Um, but now that I can drive it places, like, again, we were just talking, not efficient, not 
uncomfortable, particularly right. leaks on people's garage floors. Yeah, we if, put trays if, under it. If you, even uh, if you bring places, guys, it's, yeah, not bring house, trays. it's not house trained. It's not potty trained. <laughs> uh, but I just the feeling I get when I drive it, it's 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 been worth the wait. It's been worth all the work that went into it, and the the view, the visibility, mm. commanding. Well, they don't Absolutely have commanding. greenhouses like that anymore. No, 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 no. I mean, even SUVs have like thick pillars, mm-hmm. tall belt lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why, I mean, that I think that's one of the less credited reasons that people have been moving to crossovers because this, the belt lines on sedans and oh. shit you are so fucking high. Yeah. Intolerable. Yeah. And like even and my wife, who is approximately your height, mm-hmm. you know, she like, for me, it's less of a big deal. But like, and I move my seat all the way down. But for her, she's like, the fuck, I can't see out of any of these cars you bring home. So, yeah. I can't see out of the Lotus, for example. But I feel like that's extreme. That's an the Lotus example. also has terrible visibility. Doesn't the Lotus not have the, a rear window? So it's it like does. You can does. mostly just see the engine. It's like the size of this <laughs> car. That, does that one have a glass window on the back, or does it have the carbon thing? No, it's got the glass window. It has it's a like glass a, window. It's more so to look at the engine while you look in your rear view. Oh, yeah, you can see the throttle linkage doing the thing in the rear view mirror. And the supercharger on top. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really all you see. That. Yeah. And then, and then there's no side visibility looking backwards either. And the mirrors feel a little bit too short, or they're not out far enough, yeah. you can't really see anything that's going right, on. Right, right. It's you like, all. would you like to look at your throttle linkage mm-hmm. or your air intake? Exactly. These are, your, these <laughs> are, are the options. things you can see. <laughs> and uh, the other thing about the Lotus is that the tires on it were a, a little tired. Little, oh, little, yeah. A little, a little spotty. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. I mean, that thing. Done a little track work. Someone drove somewhere very fast and hard. <laughs> they were they were smooth. They were very smooth tires. Oh, shit. Corey, <laughs> what the fuck, bro? They're slicks now. Get the fucking tires yeah, going. Yeah, we, 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 we warm them yeah. up. We warm them up. It, it worked out. It's so it's it's you actually get more grip until you get less. <laughs> yeah, it, it like plateaus and then it. If they're super sports, it's fine. More, if they were cups, cup S. They're oh. cup twos. Cup twos. Oh, yes. really? Cup twos. Oh. Cup twos, you get like two good laps and then you're instantly two seconds slower, and you cool. have two thousand miles on them. Cool. I advise against people get cup twos. I don't really. I, I customers ask for them all the time. I'm like, you really fucking shouldn't. <laughs> Are you entering a time attack in this 993? No, don't get Cup 2s. But it's a good car, though. It's a good car. The Lotus, yeah. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was my first time actually driving a, a modern Lotus. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I did, I did. I thought that uh, the engine had a lot of character. It wasn't, you know, it was pretty stiff, but felt comfortable enough. Um, it only it, has, it has one setting. Right, yeah, yeah, like I appreciate don't, they that. They don't have uh, I, six different mm-hmm, modes for your it. for your stuff. I appreciated that. They and, find a happy medium. And, uh, you know, it, it just feels different. There's something intangible almost about, like, the lotusness. You sit in, you sit in it, the cockpit feels like pretty much nothing else. The look on the outside, I mean, I was just saying, I saw, Chris and I drove here in separate cars, as we just mentioned, and... Um, I spotted her from like a half mile away, catching up to her from the top of the 405 on ramp. I just was like, "Oh yeah, that's definitely a Lotus." Yeah, all yeah. the way down there. It doesn't look like it catches else. you. No, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, nice. it doesn't. They're and they're they managed to make a Camry V6 feel it's, awfully it's, powerful it's, and it's, fun. I mean, the supercharger, obviously, mm-hmm. but more but more. More sports cars need superchargers. I, I think, think all it's, of them need superchargers. Everything has just gone to Agreed. twin turbo, and it's just you're just missing everything down low. As it's, a supercharger owner, do. I think I agree. The only car that I've driven with twin turbos that I was just like I really legitimately felt no lag was the 911 Turbo S. The, well, that, there's that, a lot of other technology going. Yeah, exactly. On there. Right, and yeah. so you uh, you know you're just missing something if you just think turbocharging does, is the does only. Does Porsche answer. own? 
the rights to variable geometry turbocharging? I feel like they must. I think they must they because must. someone else would have started doing it by now it's if incredible. they could have. Because Porsche has been doing it for 10 years. Mm -hmm. 2011, I think they first started it. Mm -hmm. And that technology is, and actually I think it's even, it's more pronounced in the Boxster and Cayman, in the 718. If you drive a regular mm -hmm. 718 and then an S, it's like the the amount of torque difference is huge. Mm. It's also different displacement a little bit, but but still, um, that technology is fucking cool. Yeah, and you can really tell. Um, but the supercharging, it gives you this sort of linear feel. That the yeah, the red line isn't as high, but you plug all the holes. But you also the, there's some, there are some downsides. The throttle blipping is a little lazy. To spool mm -hmm. up yes. the supercharger in that car. And mm -hmm. varies from car to car, I've heard. It varies from, oh, from individual in, in cars yeah, I think Camisa uh, said he was on the launch. Like, granted, that was years ago, but, like, they had eight of them. And he drove a bunch of them, and they were all, like, responded a little bit differently. It's definitely yeah, a little lazy. I found touch. it really hard to, to downshift them on the track, and so did die. Yeah, I mean, you have to change your driving style, right? So rather than a vroom, vroom on your blip, it's a vroom. It's a real, like, slow, deliberate blip that you could do once you get used to it. Oh, but it's one that's of the very, what you were talking about when we were talking about. That's what about, I was saying. Yeah. You can't do a quick stab because it gets choked up. It goes, I was trying that. I was like, why doesn't this feel the same as in the BRZ? Right. That's why. And because you have to do a very slow, deliberate blip, which mm -hmm. makes it kind of tricky until you get used to like it. Like an old V8. Like yeah. Like a V8. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, but that's like part of its character. I yeah. would say so. I would say I so. It's full of flaws. Yeah. We we went out to dinner. Oh, we went out to us. We the went out to dinner. Like plastic. Wow, do you even auto auto enthusiast? I guess flaws? not. Jeez. I guess not. We went out to dinner the three of us. I sat in the back. Of what? The lo Wow. <laughs> she wanted. Oh, I'm sorry, to. the back? What yeah, do you mean in the back? There's the back row of the Evora. There's it a back seat. It has a seat. There's yeah. a back seat. I was just as shocked. Yeah. It does. It's got yep. two back seats with two seat belts. It does? Yeah. Mhm. Mm do all if, the GTs have that? It feels mid-engine. But it it's has, a mid-engine 2 plus 2. And the only other car so that was funny. like that was I've, the i8. I don't think I've ever even noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does. It's, I, I mean, it, like, like a, it, it, the normal driving position, there's literally no space between the seat right. and, the, and the base of the yeah, back Yeah, like my seat. seat would be touching yeah, exactly. So well, it might I sat as well behind be his there. wife. Did you yeah. sit sideways? or No, I, well, I mean, it was suggestive. <laughs> but and if I if I brace my head against the ceiling, I wouldn't pop up and hit oh, it. Oh God! So it worked. Yeah, so it's really well designed for mm -hmm. extra people. I think you probably get some kind of insurance break for having a two plus. Yeah, two. I think that's that it exactly. It? Yeah, yeah. Right? That's the nine eleven still has a backseat is because of the uh, the insurance. I hear yeah. lots of people talking about putting their young kids back there. I, I've done it. I've yeah. sat in the back people, of the yeah. of the. Uh, convertible 911 and um, there's literally I don't know I mean if you are a child I guess but I had to sit sideways and like my back was fucked for a week yeah afterwards. no my friend Spike just talks about his young people I know who have kids under like five mm -hmm. that's who I really hear oh, about I've doing been, it I've been doing it since I still do it kids under five or pet Asian girls. Yeah, I don't know. Right? Like, get yeah. one of those if you have a 911. Just it's, anyone under five. Hannah I'll tried to get you. back there once and it was like, it just was not good. But I have seen, I've seen very miserable people, like adults trying to sit back there. Oh, no, it's not a good there. experience, but it's possible. Yeah, it just sucks. The Lotus, I can't, I literally don't remember it having a backseat. I will show you after this. I'm sure I'll you show will. you. <laughs> it's so funny. I wonder if it's optional. 
What no, they all came like that. Yeah. They all did? Yeah. It's not, you can't just get a shelf on some of them or something? No, I, I remember, so. well, maybe, but I remember when the Evora came out, everybody was like, oh, it's got back seats, it's not purist anymore, blah, blah, blah. And you look at it, you're like, you put the watermelon back there. <laughs> That's your back maybe seat. Standard maybe measurement size. throw something back there. I don't now, know. Now, let me ask you, have you seen any Lotus Evoras running around LA in the last year? Um, Cause I a handful. I would say, yeah. I would say if I've seen, if I see one, there is a, over 50% chance it's got M plates on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, because there's, at any given time, three or four press cars running around LA mm-hmm. that are probably being driven more than the Actual. privately owned mm-hmm. ones. I've probably seen another three or four privately mm-hmm. owned ones. There's a guy I see who I, who came up to me and said that he saw my videos on them and that's why he bought one and, and his was nice and he seemed very happy with it and there was a doctor at my brother-in-law's hospital I saw there was an orange GT over mm-hmm. there like saw, I saw last week but a handful mm-hmm. I wrote about the Lotus when I was at Business Insider and someone emailed me and he was like you know what you've rekindled my love for it and he went out and bought one like three months no after that sent me a photo and was like you should get a cut it was uh, British Racing Green on tan. You should. Dave could probably hook it up. Did you look so at the pretty. customer service number in the trunk? Did you open the trunk? Yeah. And it says like, you know, 1-800, blah, blah, blah. But it's a guy. It's like Dave Smith. <laughs> Actually has like an individual's name no, I to call that. for customer service. <laughs> like, hey, is car. this Dave? Yeah. Tires are a little bald. There's like 12 people at that company. <laughs> it's amazing. But like if you, if you wanted that type of car, if you didn't want a Cayman GT4, or a base 911. Ooh, we were talking about this option. yesterday. Yeah. I drove yeah. one back to back with a Cayman GT4. Uh-huh. Like for fun. And, and? Uh, predictable. The GT4 felt screwed together a little better. Um, and a little more consistent, especially with that throttle blipping thing and, and the shifting. But it had the bucket seats. And I thought the Lotus was a little more usable, mm-hmm. like every day. Like I thought it was, it rode nicer on in town, mm-hmm. and it it was at least as fast on the track, maybe even a little quicker on the track. Um, and it didn't like hurt my outer thighs from climbing over the. It's not just that my ass is fat. It doesn't. It's like when I'm in the seat, it's fine. It's climbing over that bucket edge when you're like uh-huh. the lotus seats are really nice they're really like good. they're yeah. deeply bolstered but they're the bolsters are thick and padded well so yeah. like it's comfortable but also really supportive it doesn't like bruise you from getting yeah the, out of all it. the porsche seats are, are feel like thin they're not but they're, the the foam is so uh right. firm mm-hmm. that i feel like you know you feel that plastic saving. underneath yeah i'm sure well, you should have seen how i drove here because i can't reach the Pedals. <laughs> do you have like buffalo boots shoes on to do it? No, I can't. So I wore my I wore my Chuck Taylors, but what I had to do is I brought a towel from home and I folded it into eighths, and then I took my jacket and then like put it on top of that. So I have like a little booster seat. Oh. To like push my legs forward so I can depress the clutch all the way. Really, even with the seat all the way even forward, with the seat you can't all reach? the way forward. Actually, the reason why I know that is because when we were filming Drive one day on top of the mountain, and you showed up in your Evora and you said you can sit in it, so I did. And then I realized I couldn't put the clutch all the way in. So oh, when I got shit. it as a press car, I was like, all right, I'm going to bring a pillow with me because I know Good ahead idea. of time that this is not I did work. do that last week. I drove this Alpha GTA and me and Sam, like we had to put towels behind us because yeah. the, the seat was bolted in and, you know, the, the reach oh, was a little too far. Oh, then there was no hope for me to drive that car then if you guys couldn't reach it. No, you yeah, would have maybe struggled. struggled. Yeah. Of course, I was like the opposite. 
I was like fat guy in a little car on all all three Big of those man, old cars. Big man, a little car. <laughs> Drove Parnelli Jones's fucking '69 Trans Am Mustang. Oh, wow. No pressure. No pressure. And I drove a, a, Didn't crash it, a mini, a 1960 mini race car where I look completely ridiculous <laughs> and absolutely ruined the fucking power to weight. I would the car. love to see that. The car weighed 1,300 pounds. And with me, that's a plus 260. Mm-hmm. That's like 20%. I would love to increase. see the actual zero to 60 time of you doing that Fucking in the car. Up, me yeah. ruining yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably what? Three, ten, five? Four tenths of a second. I maybe? mean, probably. Something the like good that. thing about being fat and testing cars is I'm consistently fat. Mm-hmm. So good baseline. I, yeah. So the, I'm I'm the constant in all of those all those things. I don't think I I don't think I had a picture of that mini yeah. Zach. Sorry. It was it was a classic mini. It was tiny. It had ten inch the... slicks on it. It cool. was awesome. Nice. Cool. Yeah, that's Parnelli Jones's uh, Mustang, which was a fucking motherfucker. Who, who that owns thing. it? Uh, this guy Jeff O'Neill owns it. Who mm-hmm. is a um, a vintage racer and uh, a winemaker from from Paso. As you do, I think winemaking mm-hmm. is his like second career. Like it's like his his second half of life career. I'm mm-hmm. not really sure what he did before, um, but he owns quite a few vineyards up there. And he actually, you ever heard of Rabble wine? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rabble, it's like a really great twenty dollar bottle of wine mm-hmm. with really cool labels. He owns that, and uh, Robert Hall is the other one. But they have this thing, um, Velocity Invitational. That right. they're doing the former Sonoma Speed Correct. Festival. Former Sonoma Speed Festival, yes. now been rebranded Velocity Invitational. Was that the Goodwood attempt? Sort, sort of. It is a Goodwood esque event for okay. vintage racing and and vintage cars, and they're trying to get like young people into old cars. Okay. Um, and so they had me and Zach and Travis Akulski and Sam Smith and. Basim. Uh, Basim and uh, Casey uh, Push. Yeah, Push. Casey Push mm-hmm. uh, up there to drive some old cars. Nice. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're like, Matt, you're in Parnelli's car first. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no fucking pressure. Um, but they brought out, and then he brought out this dude's 250 GTO, mm-hmm. and he was mobbing it. Nice. Yeah, nice. which I got to go for. I'm not a, much for ride-alongs, but it's like, it's a fucking 250. I'm not going to like say no to that. We have video, and the dude was hustling this thing. Um, there's the 250. And there's the alpha right behind it that Zach was talking about, the uh, the GTA Junior. Sick. Um, and uh, Parnelli Jones's uh, Mustang, you know, with a 302 you know, fucking Trans Am engine in it, it revs to 8,500 RPM. It's so <laughs> rad. And it bogs below five. <laughs> and it's a four speed. So at Thunder Hill, you actually have to spend most of the track in second gear at like six to 7,500 RPM. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. Which is, a, which is really something that requires some getting used to. Yeah. I mean, hearing those Trans Am cars run at um, uh, the Historics race during Car Week. <sighs> They're so loud. The best. They're so amazingly loud. It's incredible. I mean, from the inside, that must have been like ear protection. No, no. helmet. Helmet. They yeah, put. They, so. they apparently put mufflers on it. Apparently, for for the actual races, they run it totally uncorked. Fun, yeah. But because they knew that, uh, like. YouTubers were going to attempt to get audio. <laughs> they put some mufflers on it. It was still fuck all loud. Yeah, I bet. Um, but we the audio worked. Yep. We did get we did get audio despite not having uh, windows. And I only had uh, one moment where I shit my pants. Fortunately, I locked the fucking rear brakes going into turn nine. Like, woo! Hello. Woo! Okay. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, that car, that that red and black car, did I think four or five races in 1969 before having some kind of a, a mild crash, and it was retired for the season, and then uh, and then restored, and uh, you know, but fuck me, just a little off. We have videos, but it's good. Can't wait to see them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else have you guys been driving? That's been uh, been very good mm. or, or very terrible. Yeah, I, uh, I drove the uh, Huracan STO. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had a go in that too. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Rowdy, isn't it? Very rowdy. <laughs> very rowdy. I mean, that thing just is, it's, it's you know, a cliche, but it feels alive, man. It just wants to move and rotate and, yeah. and twist. And, like, it all feels controllable, too. I was really, really impressed with that car. Yeah. I from, wish we could drive it on the street, though. I mean, just being on the track, it's kind of a limited. Well, you will. They're yeah. going to have them in the fleets. We're getting one in November to drive on the street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's it's amazing the little changes that they mm-hmm, made mm-hmm. that result in something that um, I don't want to call it twitchy because it but it wasn't twitchy because it was it was stable but at the limit oh yeah you had to be careful with your hand mo- movements absolutely they absolutely. tightened the steering rack um, and it was the first uh, Huracan that combines a rear wheel drive with rear steer right so it right. really brings the back and, end around uh, and nicely. I thought they did a really good job tweaking the rear steer system to make it more feel more nimble without blocking it down or making yeah. it feel unpredictable because that's the thing with rear wheel steering right is like you, sometimes you never know what it's going to do back there yeah. when you think you're making a predictable motion. Porsche has so probably the best programming of the rear steer system mm-hmm. in terms of making it invisible until you're like making a U-turn. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, especially because like Huracan Evo is like very capable, but not that exciting Yeah, for yeah. what it was. Mm-hmm. This really? Thing, you thought that? The Evo? I like the Evo. I liked it. It wasn't like I didn't like it, but on the track, it was oh, okay. not as fun as I thought a $300,000 car should. Like, at Performance Car of the Year 2019, where Zach and I were, um, it didn't make the top six, even though it was the fastest car we tested. It just wasn't like... Didn't the Veloster win that year? It did. Yeah. The Veloster on the street could keep up with every supercar we had. It was fucking awesome. quick on the street. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I don't know if it turns translated into some selling any Velosters, but well, I don't see a lot of those. I probably not. see as many fucking Lotus Avora right, GTs as right. I see Veloster ends. I see Veloster. I see. I actually see both around me. Surprisingly, really? Yeah, I see Lotuses in the city. I see Veloster ends in the city. Lotus could be an interesting city, city car? car. It's a really good city car. It's a perfect uh, stop and go traffic car because there's so much torque. That you actually don't really need to give it gas to start crawling. You just oh, take true. it off. Yeah. And people and get out of your way because they think it's really expensive. Yeah. So they don't want to hit it. And it's really hard to start, so it's really hard to steal. Right. There's an immobilizer. <laughs> yeah. The amount of times that I took it to the car wash, I was getting a valet parked, I'd stand there for an extra two <laughs> minutes, and I'm like, all right, I have to go around the corner now. And without a doubt, there's the valet just sitting in there, confused, yeah. trying to turn the key, hitting the button. I was like, you have to like hit the just I'll, let me do it. Get, get out. I'll do it. Yeah. I was a master of here's $5. Let, where can I park it? Yeah. I was but, worried uh, that was going to happen to me when I was staying here, but they put it right in the front. So I was like, oh, you don't even have to move it. I'll move it. Respect. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. When you're driving nice press cars, you have to carry extra cash for when. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta, you gotta do the tip. The tips. And in L.A., the homeless people. You can't you can't be chilling in a Lambo at a red light yeah, and the guy's yeah. there with the sign and you cannot give that person yeah. money. You have to and you have to give them like more money than you would give them <laughs> in your regular car. Like yeah. uh, whenever I get the Ferrari press cars and stuff, I got to be rolling around with like 20s to give these guys. <laughs> I do. I feel like such a piece of shit. I feel like I want to I feel like I need to like make 
you know, not make, just make do, things right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like there's an injustice happening and like I need to somehow do something that's like where I'm not just going to like, you know, not give this person money. Because well, the explanation I'm, wouldn't sound great. Like, no, no, it's not mine. It's, it's a free Ferrari oh. that I've been giving <laughs> for a little while. You, you don't understand. My life is special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I didn't rent it. It's they even better it than me. if I paid <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I didn't even ask for it. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. brought it to me. I'll have yeah. a different one next week. Yeah. yeah. I don't carry cash on me unless I'm driving nice press cars and then I have to, <laughs> I carry cash and I give it all to people on street corners. Mm-hmm. It just nice. is what it is. Uh-huh. That is nice of you. That is nice of you. Uh, you know, I'm privileged. It's the least I can do. I probably should be doing a lot more than that, frankly, but that's the least I, I can do. doing something. Yeah. Um, but that uh, that STO, STO thing yeah. is a special car. It is, and I really I liked the um, the the way it felt light too. Like I don't know, remember what the exact weight reduction was off of it, but you know the amount of carbon fiber they threw. Eighty five ki- kilos. It, yeah, it yeah. wasn't that much, yeah. but I think combined with everything else, it just felt so on its toes at all times, and I was really and also just fucking fast. I mean, it was really doing a hundred and sixty something at the back end of the front straight. Like that's. And Willow's a fast track. It's a fast, big I Willow's a fast track. track so so I, we were talking about this earlier. I, that's the track where I have the most experience. And it was the first track that I drove on like, something really fast. And so to me, it's almost normal to not ha- to have like no runoff yeah. on a 120 mile hour sweeper. And uh, and just to like deal with the pavement issues and everything like that. Big Willow gave you um, brain worms. It's not it supposed gave me to brain be worms. like that. Yeah, I'm like, this is great, awesome. It's not cool. supposed to be like that. So I'm, a fan, I'm a fan of the track, but I recognize it. Like, I don't know it as well as I could. Like Carousel, especially. Like they showed us the telemetry data, and I was just like. Just a big spike of like you're so much slower than the instructor in this section at the oh, Carousel. Omega yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a really fun time. I, I had a, that car is something special. That track is just like grip and bravery. Mm-hmm. Really, it's mm-hmm. not like it's a hard track. Mm-hmm. It, there's only nine corners. Mm-hmm. The line is pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you're not taking a lot of curbing anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's a, in theory, it's simple. Yeah. But the difference between running a good time and an okay time is just how brave or stupid are you <laughs> and how good is are your tires, you mm-hmm. know, and how willing are you to get right up on the edge of having a very serious crash. Because mm-hmm. there are no, like, there's no little crashes there. Mm-mm. Like, the littlest off, you're breaking shit. Maybe yeah. even yourself. I had a little crash there. Did you? In, in my car. Did you really? The very first track day I ever did in my your life. Mercedes? Oh. My Mercedes. Oh. I okay, this is so bad. Uh I, I was like this story. I was in college and we got an invite to go do a track day at Big Willow and I was like, that sounds fun. So we got up the crack of dawn, drove the cars there, drove my car there. It's like ninety miles from LA. It's like mm-hmm. kind of far. And then we got there and they checked tire pressure. Oh my god, I fucked this up so badly. I didn't check any of the fluids. I didn't check like tread wear or like my brakes. I just showed up as yeah. is in my daily. And what's your daily for the for the audience again? It's a it's a 2002 uh, Mercedes Benz C32. And uh, AMG, huh? AMG, right? Yes, it's an AMG. And it was fine. Like the the instructor rode with me for the first couple of laps, showed me all of the braking points, the line, how to drive on a track. It was very informative. And then after lunch, I was like, I'm feeling pretty good about it, forgetting that the tires cool off when you don't drive it for a little while. So I went up first, and then I was like, I'm feeling good. And I think around it was turn six. It's like right when you start coming down the hill, mm. right? Oh, yeah. And then like just ass came out, 
and I like panic break. The negative is, G corner in the back gets light. Yep, that's exactly what happened. So it was just like whoop down, and then 85 miles an hour sideways down that hill. <laughs> I thought I was gonna flip the car. Like yeah. it was like going like this. I thought we were, I was gonna turn her over for sure. And, and then the I odds were decent that you could have. That I could have. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't. Just we just spun a bunch. All the sand came into the car. I'm still cleaning the sand out, by the way. It's oh. all in the in the air vents, and uh, this is all on video too. It exists somewhere. I don't know where it is anymore. Turned the car off, and I was like, I think I'm okay. I'm alive. I think the car is fine. And then they came out and they towed me back. And the only thing that happened was I tore the tire off of the back left wheel. Okay. And we needed to pop a spare on, which is fine because I had a spare. I drove home. That yeah. was the worst that happened. That's Got some paid very chips. lucky. It yeah. was so lucky. That's the best possible off scenario Absolutely. is you blow a tire. Yeah, like, that was it. You could just break the fuck out of suspension components or or, or, or roll. I mean, really, can't I you imagine I thought I was going to roll. Yeah. I thought I was going to roll. It didn't roll. I mean, if you look at videos of crashes there, a great a great portion of them and result in rolls. We yep. saw a fucking S2000 do an insane roll there once. Recently? No, nah, this was years ago. Okay. Um, but it was like, you know, an, in, an in-person thing, not a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you slide into the dirt sideways, you're, you're just going to catch. You're done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why that last turn is so... Yeah. That's where the S2000 that's where That's where the bravery comes in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and not, knowing not to turn down early. Right. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very late. Yeah. Very I late. have to remind myself, like, every single lap, like, wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It's it's very nerve-wracking. I don't mm-hmm. like that track. Every time there's a launch and they're like, we're doing Big Willow, I'm like... I'm driving slow. Like <laughs> I just don't find it that, that fun. I just it's like too scary. it's not it's not like a fun place for me personally. It's not a fun place to drive a car. Streets of Willow I think is more fun. Um the and other You said they just repaved it. They did just repave it. Really? Yeah. Is it nice? I haven't driven it, but I Yeah, Streets of Willow's got a proper carousel. It's got mm-hmm. that fucking whole drift box where you can just fucking hang the tail out really mm-hmm. nicely. It's got, I bet they'll do more launches there now that the pavement's good cuz it was really potholed before yeah. and it would just damage vehicles, but I think now with new pavement, like it's less risk for the OEM yeah. and it's more fun for us. So it seems like it would just make sense. And Button Willow is more fun too. Yeah, I've oh. actually never driven Button Willow. Really? Yeah. It's not pretty. It's that's it's, what I've seen. It's not in the pretty, pictures. but I mean Willow's not pretty either. No, it's not. Um, it's not pretty, but it is a really fun place to to drive a car. Mm. Um, and if you go off there, it's like a softer dirt, and it it. It, it it makes an enormous dust cloud, but you're much less likely to have a to yeah, have okay. a roll. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason the time attack guys like it so much. You can you can really um, push the limit of the car in a way that doesn't feel like if you get it a little bit wrong mm-hmm. that you're gonna just completely destroy the car. And they do a lot of motorcycle racing there, right? Yeah, Tra- motorcycle yeah, yeah, track yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't want to do that at. Big Willow. They do, but... I know, but... <laughs> shit. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No. Uh, have you done motorcycle track days? No, I'm not, I'm, I don't know how to ride. You don't? No, I haven't gotten... I keep thinking I need to get my... Especially moving out here. It's just like yeah. California. How long have you been here? Four years. Yeah, well, it's time. It's time. It's and time. they have the Motorcycle Safety Foundation courses, which are great. Yes. I took those when yes. I first moved here, and mm-hmm. they were so clutch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They made it really easy. You When you finish, you have a license. Mm-hmm. And then they pay you to come back. They they pay you to come back and do a six month, twelve month, and eighteen month refresher course. It's like a hundred bucks. Do you like use your skills? Do you ride? Yeah, yeah. I rode here. Oh, right. You were on a scooter. I was on a scooter. Right. Right. I rode here. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I and I I test 
motorcycle press bikes, if you could if you could call it that. I'm not. I'm certainly not like. I like to say that I'm experienced, like a New York City cab driver is experienced, there you not go. like there Michael you go. Schumacher is mm-hmm. experienced. You know, <laughs> um, so I don't. I don't like to push the limits of motorcycles. Mm-hmm. That scares me. I don't want to die. Yeah. Um, and I've seen personally witnessed people going down on motorcycles, and it looks fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. And I don't want any part of that. But I really enjoy uh, riding them. I really enjoy not sitting in traffic. The lane splitting. Lane splitting mm-hmm. is so the key. shit. So yeah. key. And it's safer. Um, I, so when I see that happen, I am not one of those people who's like, this is so dangerous. Like, I wish that I could do that. However, I personally would not trust the fact that not someone's not going to just, like, wander into the path. Like, sure. sometimes they're inches away from those sure. cars. Well. Not for me. When you're lane splitting, when I'm, you're, when I'm lane splitting, I'm looking in people's mirrors. Mirrors. And I'm looking for any of those little signs, mm-hmm. you know, like when people look over their shoulder to, to check their blo- the car moves a little bit, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you can see when they adjust their head to get a better view in the side, you can see that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's certainly not a perfect system. And I don't like there's folks who lane split like, you know, 70 that. when traffic is stopped. Mm-hmm. That that ain't me. <laughs> um, I like to keep my different my differential a little more regular. That's fair. Um, uh, you know, do what you're gonna do. But like, you know, if you can't, if you don't give yourself room to stop, if someone's gonna do that, you're gonna mm-hmm. have a fucking bad day. Um, but that is one of those things where, like, anecdotally, it seems sketchy. Mm-hmm. But the data says that most of those right. car on bike crashes are rear endings and crushing you between. A car at a at a red light, and so if you lane split to move yourself to the front of the line, mm-hmm. it statistically reduces that possibility by like a lot. Um, the other thing is that literally everyone I know who rides has crashed. Sure, and you know I don't. I, that's also an inevitability for cars. I guess if you go, I've never been in an accident myself, which yeah. I think is you know. But um, motorcycles, it's just, you know, it well, just it's like, happens. It's one of those things that you can mitigate, I mean, mitigate some of the risk yeah. by wearing the gear. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of people who would get on that lime green Vespa that I ride, and, like, they would ride that shit. And I see them, shorts, flip-flops. Yeah, they yeah. wear a helmet. <laughs> yeah, but I like, saw a guy on the 10 doing 70 miles an hour. For sure. Flip-flops yeah. and shorts. Yeah, but I dress like I'm riding a proper motorcycle. I've got mm-hmm. a jacket. I've got gloves. I've all got the a full gear, face all helmet. the time. Not all. I'm not wearing <laughs> no, a full suit. You don't need that, but, but like just but something yeah. for this. So like, full face helmet, at least. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And um, whenever I've seen people... Again, anecdotal, but I've I've been like a first responder like three times in that the sucks. last couple months as people have crashed in front just, of me. You just happened to be just happened to be there, and the one dude who I who crashed who was wearing all the gear was back on a motorcycle like in two weeks, and the other two people I saw who were not one of them was wearing like a fucking Nazi helmet and a tank top and had basically no skin remaining, <laughs> and the other person was wearing a bucket hat and a and a and a hoodie, and they looked like they were fucked up. Jeez. And I was like, okay, there are lessons here. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the gear works. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, it's it could happen. You would could you, you could you, have a crash. Would you buy a, a fast bike? No, no, 
No. No purpose. I wouldn't. And I don't own any motorcycles. That scooter's all I own. And when I ride press bikes, they're not even like the fast stuff. They're like the kind of middle of the road, like urban shit. You know what's wild? It's a good it's, skill to have, though. I think so. I need so to. I have a motorcycle license. I did it as a stunt to get it. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's exactly as you said. You go and you do the, the written classroom section, and then you go out and you ride for the afternoon. That's day one. And then day two, you come back, and you basically do your practical exam. Yeah. And they give you a little piece of paper. You take it to the DMV. You take the DMV's motorcycle written exam. You pass that, and they stamp your license with uh, M, and you're done. Yeah. And nothing is stopping me from going out that day and buying a leader bike and going nothing. home with it. Absolutely nothing. And that's what's scary about it. Yeah. Like, well, it's the same me, thing with a like car. This... I mean, you, nothing is, you get a license at 16. If you're a billionaire, nothing says you can't have a Pagani. Nothing says that. But at least there's for in my brain, there's more car, there's metal around you. Sure. I mean, that's correct. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Oh, dude, our homie. <laughs> in your our... brain. Well, yeah, also technically true. <laughs> our homie was dating this chick, and she wanted to learn to ride, and she asked us, like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go get my license, and what bike should I buy? And this was, she was like, your size, maybe even smaller. There's like no and, bikes that we <laughs> Well, I was like, you want like a Ninja 250. Yeah, like a 250 yeah, is good. Yeah, she wanted a sport bike. I was like, Ninja yeah. 250, maybe a 300, something like that. It's like 34 horsepower or something, the 250. Yeah. It's like under 50 yeah, horsepower, yeah. it's great. And she was like, no, I want a Jixxer 600. No. I was like, no, you don't. I was like, you on a 250 is the same power to weight as me on a 600. And I weigh more than twice what you weigh. <laughs> the physics is fucked here. And she went out and bought a Jixxer 600 and in the very first week had a real bad fucking oh, wreck. Oh, man. That's Just, sad. Yeah. Is she okay? She's fine now. Now she's now she broke up with our friend. Okay. And now she's like... Uh, Stunt biker. What? Yeah, she's like she. Her and her new man are like stunt biker people now. That's cool. I mean, I guess she got at it, got through it, but she yeah. probably should have started on three. Probably, yeah. She would be six months better at stunt biking. Yeah. <laughs> stunt biking like professional or stunt biking no. like going up thirty nine. No, and... like fucking Crenshaw on yeah, Instagram. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, don't don't buy uh, don't buy a really fast motor to start with. That's a that's a terrible idea. Mm -mm. You're gonna have a fucking big one at a big speed and even like slow bikes can be like you could buy something with 50 60 horsepower and tear fucking ass on it you know yeah man mm -hmm. yeah. I, and they're fun those those low power bikes they're fun they're mm -hmm. really the light you can flick them around like they're just they're actually kind of great like mm -hmm. my uh i had my my like weight trainer who i'm, I'm not working with anymore but he bought a uh what the fuck was nick riding Grom. Not a, not a, those are the best. I really I do recommend the Grom, but it was like a, I think it was a Ninja three hundred or something. He bought used from somebody, and the thing it did like eighty five, so he could go on the highway. But like it weighed not even two hundred pounds. I mean, it was so light that it was just it was really a good time. Also, it's a nice starter bike. Get it used because people drop them all the time. Just yeah. get like a banged up one, learn how to ride it, and then you can trade up. Best first motorcycle if you. Let's say if you weigh over 150 pounds, is a Suzuki SV650, which has a, a nice V-twin, makes about 80 horsepower, good torque. You don't have to run it, run it to fucking 12,000 RPM, and they're like 350 pounds. You buy one for 4,500 bucks, and it's 4,500 bucks forever if it still runs. It's a reliable it? Ducati oh, monster. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's like a it's a slightly more comfortable Japanese Ducati monster. It's a little less aggressive. That, that was my nice. first motorcycle, and they were great. They just came out with a new one. 
So there's a new SV650 now. It's a really popular bike. Yeah. It's a good first bike. Yeah, I'd really like, I'd like to, I gotta, we gotta figure out who runs their fleet. I wanna try the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Or scooters, dude. I cannot endorse my Vespa highly enough. I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan. They're great. Yeah. And you got that cargo box on the back so I can go get groceries and shit. It rules. Women like you. Well, how long have you had it? <laughs> uh, this one, two years, but I had a 150 before that. And oh, that that's the new SV? Mm-hmm. Looks dope. Looks That looks nice. Um, I had a 150, and I started on a 50. My fat ass started on a 50cc Vespa, and I rode it for like two and a half years. Got it was you great. There. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, really You showed up to one of our parties with your Vespa. Hmm. I think you did. You Where, were like, I scootered here. When was that? Was the the Amazon party? Where the fuck? Where in it was LA? In Hollywood. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Hollywood on a Friday is the best use of a Vespa. Yeah. Because that's a miserable drive. You want you want to be on two wheels. For and something I think like that. it depending on your personality. Like riding a Vespa is either a very interesting thing about you, and you're like, oh, that guy rides a Vespa. Wow, that's he can pull that off. Or it's like that guy on the fucking Vespa. You know? Well, but you can choose. <laughs> yes. You can choose it is within whether, your power. Yeah. Yes. And it and you can use both at the same time. When you arrive, you're the interesting guy on a Vespa. <laughs> when you're in, when you're at the red light, mm-hmm. it's ugh, let him go. He's on a Vespa. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I look I can I can look like I'm delivering Chinese food mm-hmm. if I want. And it's like, oh his life sucks. Just let him go. Mm-hmm. Don't there's no there's no like um antagonism. Mm-hmm. Like there's it's too friendly. Right. Yeah. Yes. You know, if There's someone's a bit like, of a non-threatening. Pity, yeah. a bit of a pity thing. Yeah. And if you're in a car and someone's next to you on one of those fucking, like a Jixer with a cut pipe, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, oh, <laughs> fuck this asshole. You know, or like a Harley that just, you're like, oh, Shaking come on. Windows, yeah. On the Vespa, it's like, oh, just just let him go, honey. Just let him go. He's not That's bothering That's so true. Yeah. I let Vespas go. Yeah. Like, his just li- get in front of me. It's his fine. Life, his life already sucks. Just let him go. I don't think it's that. Like, I'm like, look, he, he needs to get ahead. Yeah. Because his let thing me, is slow. Let me ask you, are those scooters in New York, what the, what the hell are those, those mopeds? Oh, the love. That Rebels. Guys, Rebels. Are the those Rebels? still all over the place? Yeah. Do people, those, the rental ones, right? The rental yeah. ones, yeah. yeah they're like a, the same as our, like, You're, leave it on the street, pick yeah. it up scooters, right. except they're full, they're full like, sit-on scooters. But do you, yeah. need, you, do you need a license to run, a motorcycle license to rent those? See, nope. that's silly. It's kind of scary, and people, <laughs> that seems they, they go in bike lanes with them, which is not okay, and they go really fast right. in them. I've seen people go down, like, one way is the wrong way yeah. with them. Oh, well, that's just riding Italian style. <laughs> well, it's the same thing with a fast e-bike, right? If you got a fast e-bike, you can be a cyclist, a pedestrian, or a car. It's really up to it's your, at, yeah, whatever and, and inter- Interchangeably. Mm-hmm. Like, I have this vintage electric uh, e-bike that goes really fast. It goes, like, almost 40. And it's fast. It's really fucking fast. And straight up, no shame. If I want to be a bike right now, I'm a bike right now. If I want to be a motorcycle right now, I'm a motorcycle right now. I need to get up on the sidewalk. Well, fuck it. I'm a pedestrian now. And like, it's just how your mindset works. They took him out of New York for a little bit last summer, I think, because there were two crashes that happened one after another. I think someone died in I one mean, of them. I mean, even 30 miles yeah. an hour. Not shocking. 30 yeah. miles an hour is, is pretty fast. And they come with a wow. helmet. I've seen people ride with no helmet. Of course. Who's going to share? Who's gonna That's share the other thing. I wrote a whole story about this at Jalapnik. It's like, oh, Rebel's coming to New York. I was like, what's the helmet situation? They're like, oh, it's just, we store it in the box and you can wear it. I was like, how often do you clean them? And she was like, hmm. Every three days, I was like, yo, everyone get head socks. Ew. Here's the link to Amazon. Get some head socks for yourselves. Every 
three days. It's the only way they could probably wow. get it insured. I mean, even then, it'd be really you're, that's you're right. bold for them to be like, hey, we're going to rent these thirty mile per hour electric scooters. The insurance adjuster was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, uh, we'll give them hell. It's like, okay, sure. I mean, this is pretty dangerous. And if they go in the cargo box, now you can't put your groceries in the cargo box mm-hmm. if you have your own helmet. Mm-hmm. Like, because you could also have your own helmet. I you would rather walk than drive one of these things. <laughs> have I you tried one yet? Walk. No, I'm not going to try, try one, Kyle? One. I've been to New York since they introduced them. They, I've seen them in other places besides New York. I forget where I... Where did I see them? Atlanta, I think. I saw, I've saw. i seen them in some other... San Francisco, maybe. That sounds Some right. other places. But, like, that's a little too much like a proper motorized yeah, vehicle. Yeah, it is. It is. It's. It, I don't know whose idea it was, but they didn't... There was not a lot of foresight in, like, the, oh, people, people will kill themselves on this. <laughs> or maybe they just don't care, you know? They have the risk adjuster being like, well, they you know, the you waiver, can get away bro. with this. <laughs> they sign yeah. this. Under... The terms and conditions say that you may die if you download this app, you know? <laughs> I mean, look, the tech companies uh, are, are up. really offshore, offloading their responsibility. They've, onto they've learned how the users they've gotten really good at it. Yeah. Now yeah. Moving oh, we're on just to an app. Products. We're just an app. We're a technology company. <laughs> we're just connecting we, you we with this came... moped. We didn't actually make it. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. funny because your your name is actually on it. Well, you know they put that there. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually I'm a fan. I I, sh- I got to be careful. I enjoy the scooters, like the the birds, the mm-hmm. limes, like as a solution. I understand when they first started, it was very problematic and a big issue with people just leaving them everywhere. But like in terms of a last mile solution, it's not the worst thing in the world. And in LA, it's there, I've, it's been convenient. I agree with you. I think it also occasions. proves how terrible humans are. Yeah. Because people just kick them over, mm-hmm. throw them wherever they want, and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. we can't have nice things. Because yeah. it was a cool idea. Or mm-hmm. It is a cool idea. It is. It I is. live in a touristy area. Oh, yeah. And so, so I don't really know what it's like to live in a non-touristy area with bird scooters. Like, mm-hmm. I bet bird scooters are great in Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I'm not shitting on Lincoln, Nebraska. It's a very nice place, but there's no tourists there. And so people are actually using them as last mile solutions where my experience is tourists being assholes on them. Yeah, for sure. And homeless people kicking over the whole fucking lines and mm-hmm. then people, drunk people, throwing them in the ocean or the canals. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much been my experience. And I've, they've come in handy t- occasionally. Like, if I have to go just a little further than I want to walk, they mm-hmm. have come in handy. And, like, the scooters themselves have gotten better. Like, the new scooters that are a little more durable yeah. and can't be, like, completely destroyed. Some of them have suspension in them. Yeah. Now. yeah. I like the wheels. Have you seen wheels? No. They're the ones that are, like, mini BMXs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. That's yeah. my, those are my favorite because mm-hmm. they're, like, not as un, you know, you're not going to eat shit on one. Like people eat. <laughs> they have fucking... actual tires on them. Not yeah, just, not yeah, just yeah. wheels of discs of rubber. Yeah. <laughs> My dad and I are going to this Audrain. Uh, there's the wheels. It's way. It's oh, got. Oh yeah, yeah. It has it's got disc a seat brakes. Too. It's got a seat. Disc yeah. Brakes. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And actually, I, they have uh, Bluetooth speakers on there, so you can Bluetooth your phone and play some music. So you can be that guy. You can be that guy. Blasting. Totally. Yeah. Ugh, I was talking to Kristen when we were hanging out the other day. I played golf with my friend Corey. Mm-hmm. We played this beautiful golf course called Rustic Canyons. Lovely, lovely golf course. But whoever bought their newest golf carts fucked up. Oh, no. <laughs> Bluetooth speakers on golf carts. And we're behind this uh, foursome. It's, it was a busy Saturday. It was a very slow round, five and a half hour round. And these four fucking middle-aged white dudes just had to bump Drake's new album <laughs> at full volume from their fucking golf cart. <laughs> like, 
I don't have a problem with people wow. rolling around on a bagger bumping music, fucking rattling the license plate on the Suburban. Do whatever you want to do on the street. I don't give a fuck. Listen, they're just living the life, you know? The, and the, on living a their golf truth. course. Yeah. Like, Jesus fucking bad. Christ. And you can't get away from them. You're stuck behind them. You're it's stuck like behind you them for 18 lanes. holes? Right, right, right. Wow. And these assholes would park the cart. And just let it play? And let it play oh. while they walked up to the green to oh fucking Oh, my God. Play. It's really obnoxious. It drove me absolutely batshit. And it's not even their fault. The course provided them this technology. Well, that's a very generous way of looking at it. It really is. That's you not said their that. fault. Like, they can't help themselves. It's just... We should we should know that people can't help I themselves. I guess so. I yeah. guess we need that's technology. True. We need what we would call an engineering solution <laughs> so that people who can't help themselves yeah. have no choice but to help themselves. For sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> But yeah, on the wheels. Were they, they, were they electric or gas carts? They are electric carts because yeah, that's where, that's what they are now. And we played. You know, we got it. It was like a two o'clock tea time. Mm-hmm. So our cart was on its, you know, its second loop. Mm-hmm. The last three holes, it was really struggling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're the DC motors, so they right, they, they slow they down, slow yeah, down yeah, over yeah, time. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, we're on the sixteenth <laughs> hole. It's like really struggling up this hill. Like, we're please, have to push it. it. My old man and I are going to Newport for the Audrain Concourse oh, nice, this nice. Uh, coming weekend. Yeah. And um, we're staying in in Newport Harbor, and everything is like a half a mile to a mile away. So we bought two bird scooters. Really? Like private, like ones that are you know not you buy you could just buy them. They're just yours. Mm-hmm. And we're you putting Roger on a on a scooter. Yes, we're gonna try this. <laughs> I, I we're gonna we're gonna attempt to have Roger riding around a very old city on a bird scooter, and. Uh, that's going to be our thing. I actually have a couple of decommissioned lime scooters really? in my back shed yeah. that my father-in-law found. Now define decommissioned. Well, they're not on, <laughs> they're not on Lime's radar anymore. And, and the ah, battery the battery different. is a little fucked up from being released from its, you know, constraints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, now I have a scooter that I can drive, you know, drive. I can ride to the grocery store and leave it there and no one can like take it because it doesn't it's doesn't show just up not, on there. You take it's it. off the grid. It's That's funny. Off the grid you don't have to lock it up. People and it's still just got, trying to fucking yeah, take yeah, it. And it's still got all the livery, right? It's still got the Lime, you know, press press $1 to ride or something. The, the danger is that someone who charges the limes will come and pick it up along with the other ones. Or one know. of the angry people will throw uh-huh. it in the L.A. River. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Those are my risks. But for now, it's it's a convenient solution. I'm bringing a kryptonite lock also. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I don't know what else to do. I'm just bringing a kryptonite lock. And yeah. we're going to try and ride these fucking things around Newport. And do it. I mean, how do you even lock up a scooter? I mean, there are... You wrap um, it around the handle, I guess, and make I, it so I, it doesn't... I'm not really sure. <laughs> like, I looked up an article that was like how to lock up a scooter. Yeah. And there are some scooter-specific locks. Mm, that makes and sense. And then they also are just like, bring a fucking cable lock. Okay. So that's what we're going to I'm going to bring a cable lock. Fast and loose, you're going to play this. I hope that I don't regret this decision. <laughs> it'll <But> be fine. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll Can be you fine. take a picture of Roger riding the scooter? Yes. I got Roger to ride a Vespa in Italy, and I, ca- I have the picture at my house, and it's great. He's wearing the dorkiest looking helmet. <laughs> And he really enjoyed himself. It was good. It was nice. Good for Roger. It pissed rain on us in the middle of this ride. <laughs> and so we're riding around Ischia, this, this Italian uh-huh. island, and just getting super, super soaked. But it was fun. Nice. Yeah. You guys missed a trip in Italy. I know. The Bentley Sicily trip? Yeah. You yeah, everybody it. went on that one. How Apparently. is that? How is the, is it the speed? Yes. It's the GTC, mm-hmm. GTC speed, GT right? Speed. GT speed. Mm-hmm. So give us the lowdown on the GT speed. The lowdown is it has a slightly more powerful twin turbocharged W12 engine. The interior is really nice. Um, the big takeaway from that is that car likes to drift, and it's oh. really fun to throw around a corner. 
because it weighs like 5,300 pounds. So like you, you start in the corner and then you just give it more gas and the whole thing kind of like leans forward but then the ass comes out and it's super controllable because the wheelbase is so long doesn't it have rear steer also yes yeah it has rear steering so that helped too and the way that i found this out was because bentley did um this crazy thing where they found an abandoned military base in sicily and like cleared out all the brush and built a closed course on it. Fun. And let us drive through at whatever speed we wanted. Oh, that's a, that's which good. Was that's super, very unbentley. Like, it was extremely unbentley. Oh. And they, on the invite, they were like, "We're gonna take you to a secret location where you can go as fast as you want." I was like, "Why are you being all cagey about this? Like, did you I'm run a racetrack or some shit?" Go to the test shit? drives section on the. Because it's really because it's just, they didn't get permits. <laughs> so I like we showed Dude. up. View all in test drives. Oh, you, our search Kyle's functionality. Our, our search functionality is not good. I'm not saying that anything that no one. I didn't knows. want to say it. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so yeah, most, most areas. Yeah. How Bentley we'll Bentley turned an abandoned later. military bra- base into a performance car proving ground. Oh wow, that looks that looks real cool. That photo. It's so cool. The whole thing is abandoned, and I, I, I was following the car's nav, and it had me turn down this lonely, lonely road next to the airport, and then it opens up into a police booth with wire like chain link fence and barbed wire i was like there it is it's got to be the that's the gate there i was like is. that's got to be the wrong turn but then they <laughs> waved us panda in that second picture yeah. is that a, a burned out fiat panda with a sign yes. on it <laughs> yes i don't know why it was there but they waved me through there was all this bentley signage and you're driving through this abandoned military base that that's was cool. built in the 30s and was used by the axis powers and the the luftwaffe flew out of it during world war ii and then it was bombed by the Allies and taken over in 42. So it's a just world is what you're saying. It's just world. And <laughs> Everything the, worked the out. English took it back. <laughs> Everything worked out. Okay. <laughs> they stored nukes there during the Cold War. Um, and they sh- they like opened one of the, the like blast doors in the bunker. And so I drove into it, looked at, oh, the, looked at the cool. fucking bunker. And I was talking to one of the guys who put the program together. And I was like, what were some of the challenges, like making a closed course in, in an abandoned military base? And he was like, well, we wanted to open the other door on the other side of the bunker so you guys could drive through it. But it's like 50 tons of steel, like all these hydraulically actuated you know, hinges, whatever. And we called someone at the Pentagon to figure out how to open it. And it, trying to open it would involve flying a team of like engineers from the U.S. to so basically redo the entire thing so we could open the door. So it was too much and we couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and we concluded that no one actually gives a shit that much. Yeah. It would have been cool to drive through the bunker. I mean, they have a Is lot of money. Is that the one side of the bunker in that yeah. photo? Yeah. Looks like a Star Wars scene. The money must be spent. Right. I, I, I mean, there's a real, there's kind of a lack of social awareness to put that Piazza de Bentley sign on the burned out Fiat Panda. Oh, I feel like that but was, still, a, you know, that was an intentional choice. No, it was definitely. Of it was. Yeah, they were like, this is gonna look cool. She will take a picture of this yeah. and post it on Instagram. These are all Bentley's photos. I did not oh, have a chance. They? Yeah, I did not have a chance to take many pictures there because it that was looks, like very in and it's out. It's artsy. Yeah, they did a good job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is, it is cool that they like. Made yeah. a racetrack. It's a very, it's very like uh, Top Gear. It is. Them. Someone tell Ken Block about this place. Oh, is there's the overhead. Let's let's yeah. uh, let's. The base is south of the runway. Oh, cool. That's so you can bitchin'. see it, and that's did an you get actual... to fuck around on the runway, or is that a functional? It's, an, it's runway? a functional runway. Okay. They turned the north half of it into an actual functioning airport, but everything south of that has been untouched, and because it is guarded, it's. Abandoned, but not vandalized. So nothing's been broken. There's no uh-huh. graffiti or anything. It just looks like everyone left and no one came back. That's what it looks like. It's kind of cool. It's, it's really very cool. cool. Sicily is sweet. Sicily is sweet. Yeah. 
It's nice. I, I saw like one day of it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how we see places. From, it's just the, like from the driver's seat of a car at 70 miles an yes. hour. That's yep. how we see places. Yeah. So what else about the car other than you can slide it? It's really comfortable. Um, it was really nice to drive with the top down because I had just finished fucking around with the 718 Spider manual top. <laughs> still traumatized from that. So now any nice convertible top that you can just push a button and it comes up, it goes down. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, that spider top's not that bad. No, it is that bad. You just have to clip the little things. You have to when you're one around. person holding a phone, trying to record it, and then you don't know what you're doing. No, well, that's a journalist problem. It is a that's journalist not a problem. That's yeah, not a user true. problem. It's, it, I, like, I acknowledge that in the story. I was like, this is definitely a me problem, and if I had a friend and more practice, it would be fine. When I got the spider press car, once some, well, someone had to show me how to do it. I, I had to watch YouTube videos. Yeah, someone showed me how to do it. And then once I figured it out, or once I was shown, it was 45 seconds. That's how long it took. Still a long time. Still a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Still, a long Still time. a long time. I mean, okay, but it's not like, it's not that I know bad. It's, it's, it's not fair to expect the Chris Miata solution where yeah. it's literally that, but it, it, it was a lot. It's 45 seconds, oh, wow. in, but, you have, <laughs> it's but me. you have to get out of the car. Like include that includes time to get out and like walk true, around true, to true. the other side of the car. True, yes. true, true, it's true. not like you're sitting in the car and it's forty five seconds. That's a long time if you're sitting in the car. Yeah, yeah. It's really nice. But it's when a it spider. I understand the, yeah, Bentley, it's part of the, the Bentley top probably weighs three hundred pounds. Probably more than that. I would it's imagine. probably like seven layers. Mm-hmm. Um, but what else is there to say about the Bentley other than it's a really really nice place to park your ass for two hours in watching the countryside go by. Sounds Air blows good. cold. Isn't it? Uh, isn't <laughs> this the last twelve? It might. be. The last be. Bentley twelve. I it think? might be. They're the only ones that use a twelve. The Audis don't use them anymore. Um, the W twelve. Yeah, the W twelve. Yeah. yeah. I think it I might. I mean, be. it's also kind of like a little bit good riddance. The twelve. Like, I don't think the W twelve is that great. I'm not. It doesn't that sound angry. good. It doesn't no. sound sure. that good. It's like, just a big, powerful, like meaty engine with not that much character. But now the twin turbo V8 is basically as powerful. Yeah, has basically as much mm-hmm. torque. And it's it sounds better. lighter on its right. feet. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Sounds better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no I, reason to have a W12. No, I agree. It's not like you're experiencing the sound no. in the cabin anyway. No. So no. it sounds like plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah. He, think, hot water. Uh, the hot water pipe in yeah. the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's it. It's a, it's a quieter Camry, which no one's ever really complained about. It's just two of those next to each other, accelerating at parallel. You know, yeah. it's funny. Like, we pulled up here with a Camry engine, and it's funny that you say that because I'm like, that is true. The Lotus is a Camry engine. I have a W12 engine block coffee table in there. I've seen it. Yeah. I made an exhaust video of the GT Speed. I was like... <laughs> Not even going to air this. <laughs> no, I posted it. I'm like, you know, the readers need to get the full experience, and this is part of the full experience. Full experiences. Yeah. It's a windy day in England. <laughs> I've never heard someone like, put like a fucking crazy exhaust on one of those. Like, you know. They must make one, right? Somebody, somebody Maybe has the race made car one. or the, is the race car a V8? Like the Pikes Peak. race cars are eight. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're V8. Yeah. yeah, they don't even put the 12 in the race cars. Because it's, yeah, you, I don't think you can make it do Let's race see. car things. Here's a Fab Speed, Fab Speed Resonator. Oh my God, a Capristo for a Bentega is $8,500. Fab, do so we have some volume here? Let's see. Let's see what we got going on. Do we have stock exhaust? I don't hear anything. That sounds right. Oh, oh, oh there we go. Stock exhaust? Oh, that sounds interesting. Hit again. Well, oh. it's better. It's better, but there, the character isn't enough for me to be like, that's. Oh, I, now I it just sounds like a V8. It yeah, doesn't it sounds peak like a V8. anywhere. It's right. just kind of like hills. Resonator bypass X pipe. I mean, 
It definitely sounds more aggressive. Mm. It sounds it's a not little a like great... the Sharon, actually. It does. It's kind it does. of deep rumble. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the oh, drive the by is not good. Mm, not I don't so like the good. drive by. It's a little nasally. It's a little then. V. It's V6ish. Yeah. And this is not. I don't think this is a critique of. Uh, of no, that's not nope. good at all. And I don't think that's a critique <laughs> of Fab Speed specifically. Well, that was the stock one. That was stock. Yeah, that was. The oh, stock that was one. stock. Let's see this. No, it's just loud. No, that's not a good it sound. It sounds like two quiet I don't, GTRs. I don't really like that. Yeah. I don't like Here it. Here we go. Fab Speed. And fly I also by. like. I also no. feel like it would kind of suck if you had a super loud Bentley. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, yeah. I want the tone, but not the volume. Mm -hmm. you yes, know? yes. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. That, right. was, that was day class A. Why don't they have, a, like, they should, Bentley and Rolls Royce should really be further on the electric train than they are, right? Uh, they're doing some hybrid stuff. Um, like, there's a hybrid Bentayga now. I think there's a hybrid Mulsanne. Really? I think. Don't quote me on that. I can't remember. That sounds accurate. There is. There's a hybrid. Or there will be soon. Oh, there really? My my take on these any manufacturer in these in this echelon, it's like, I, yeah, morally maybe there's you. They should be doing more on electric. They should be further on electric. But like their their clients, their market is not that yet. And well, so Rolls like, Royce, I feel like Rolls Royce, the silence. I mean, that, that has, makes that, so that much could sense. Do a lot, yeah. But also, like Rolls Royce people are, you know. Very set in their ways, I'm imagining, and they have a business case to keep making the the V12, and they're they have V8s and shit too. Yeah. Uh, Rolls yeah. Royce, yeah, uh, they have a V8 option. Do they have a V8? I think, do they have a V8? I have never no. driven a Rolls. Ghost, no, just, the Ghost is a 12. 12. Oh, the Phantom is a 12. Yeah, they're all 12s. All right, so like they should just keep making the 12 until like they literally cannot anymore. But like a roll, a Phantom or, or a Cullinan is like already 6,000 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. No one's like road tripping those. Yeah. You know, they're all kind of for like local and, you know, and everyone has a garage mm -hmm. who's got mm -hmm. one of those. I've, it just to me makes such it logical makes a lot of sense. sense. Well, yeah. logic and uh, buying a Rolls Royce, they're not necessarily hand in hand. I feel right? like maybe some of those people want to like posture like they're being green as well. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It could be. Well, it says yeah. Bentley will offer hybrid options for all models by 2023. Let's right. see if they make that. Yeah. Right. Let's see. Because that was a press release from a year ago, a year and a half ago, so we'll see. Well, some oh, January 14th, 2020. It says yeah. most end in spring that it was 2020. <laughs> Bentley could really update their website, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that announcement is from January 2020. Something tells me their schedule might have been... Moved by something. Impacted by. <laughs> Impacted because by of the ease of supply, we will be <laughs> rolling this out. Also, I, I always love that their head of PR is named Wayne Bruce. I know. He used to be McLaren, <laughs> right? He was yeah. a McLaren. Ex-McLaren. Hi, Wayne. Last, Hi, Wayne. We're not making fun of your name. It's great. <laughs> last night I saw Pearl Jam and Eddie Vedder was like, it's really weird. We have like brand new music we wrote two years ago. <laughs> I have never played. Here's a brand new song we've never played live we wrote two years ago. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what uh, interrupted the uh, production line there. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got uh, some questions from the people mm -hmm. from the Patreon. If you uh, want to ask your questions uh, in future shows, you must be a, a patron over at uh, Patreon.com/slash The Smoking Tire Podcast. Uh, you will also get um, to not wait till Tuesday, Thursdays. You can uh, not listen to me, listen to ads. And later tonight uh, at 5 p.m. Pacific, Zach and I are doing the exclusive Pro Driver podcast, which is the, the ninth show, the extra show we're going to do every month uh, for our Pro Driver level patrons. I think 
Most of our patrons are pro drivers, right? Yeah, we've had a, and we've had a lot of people convert up. Really? Yeah. Should we just eliminate the, the lower ones? No. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> I like those icons, by the way. Those icons nice touch. were supposed to be very small, and they're, they're much bigger. Uh, on I the like screen, them. Right? They were supposed to be used for a different platform, for YouTube memberships, which requires super small icons. So mm -hmm. We got these made, and then after setting up both systems, realized how terrible YouTube memberships was, so we threw that in the bu in the bucket, and then we used the icons for this. I feel like we could have that guy make higher res icons now. <laughs> no, 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 I like, I like them. You like them? Yeah, yeah, 8-bit yeah. touch. Yeah. yeah. All right, fine, we'll, we'll stick with 8-bit. Yes. Okay, so all of our questions come uh, exclusively from our Patreon, that's the end of uh, my plug. Uh, Prashanth nice. says, uh, Kristen is a fellow Asian American. I think the official vehicle of upwardly mo mobile Asian American families is the first gen Acura MDX. Thoughts? That's funny that they say that because our first SUV was a 2000 Lexus RX 300, which I'm pretty sure I is the I'm MDX equivalent, but it's it's around that, I think. My objective analysis says that RX 300 is the official vehicle of upwardly mobile Asian families. Yeah. For sure. It was good. Good Also, car. I appreciate the RX 300 much more now yeah. than I did then. I write about this thing any opportunity I get. It's good design it was like actually not that big it was built so well mm -hmm. yeah they're so still well. running there my mom was the rx 300 queen of greenwich connecticut she had five of them <laughs> what? concurrently what? at once why because they didn't break so she would just keep them in the family so like she personally had like she would send them to their vacation house where they'd go to retirement uh -huh. and then you know she gave one to my little sister she gave one to their housekeeper she like so they're all still around so my little cousin got married uh, a couple um like last month in new york her rx 300 that was my mom's first one the 98 mm. still has under a hundred thousand miles on it still ticking it got flooded in irma oh, oh. no stop still alive wow don't worry they dried that bitch out it's good to go <laughs> still going are you guys also That's upwardly amazing. mobile asian american family because it sounds like you are but times jews. five also jews the second best market jewish <laughs> racing gold rx 300 <laughs> Yeah, the MDX first gen though, really nice vehicle. Didn't yeah, that one yeah, come with a manual? So no, no, no. Okay, no. I'm thinking about another car. But though. that was like a really good truck. Yeah, mm -hmm. I still see, I still see them around a lot. Solid design. Yeah, really yeah. solid design. Uh, let's see, Dominic Manastra, your thoughts on keeping a car that you love forever versus consistently trading into different cars to experience as many as possible, assuming you're not in a position to amass a entire collection. As a young enthusiast, I'm lucky to be able to own my, quote, attainable dream car and would love to keep it forever. On the other side of the coin, I want to experience as many fun, fast, and interesting cars as possible. Um, Thoughts? We're the wrong people to ask because we yeah. drive different cars all the time. <laughs> that scratches the itch. More often than I want, I'm like, I turn down cars now. It's I'm a piece of shit. No, you just only have so much time to I focus on certain so cars. Time. I'm going to keep my car forever because it's been my family forever. I got the rust fixed, so it's no longer going to have the doors rust off. And I'm just going to keep taking care of it because that's my car. And I like knowing everything about it because also I have this ridiculous job that affords me the opportunity to drive literally anything I want at any time. I think it, de it depends on your budget really but like for me the blazer i'm keeping that forever right and i've already decided that so in my head it, it's like that garage space is taken and then that will be what i keep for a long time and 
if I I'm currently saving up for a new car and hopefully like I will continue to cycle out that car to get get my kicks. But yeah. like Kristen said, it's it's really shitty. But we work in a job where we get to drive. It is what it is. New cars. It is what it is. It's, and so like there isn't that's the gig. The yeah like in terms of I think doing one car you keep forever and one car that you're cycling out if you're not doing a collection would probably be the mm. yeah, yeah I think yeah. that's the play yeah I I used to say things like forever. And then I realized the kind of pressure that that put on myself. Yeah, yeah. And I, and, and others, I, I would tell other people forever. And mm-hmm. and then I was like, but but I don't. But, but what, what if what I if don't I change actually, my mind? Yeah, yeah. Now I, now I have to keep this up because mm-hmm. I said forever. So I don't like to say forever. Matt's yeah, wife forever. is listening intently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I had that core. I had a C5 Corvette for uh, sixteen years, and wow. I thought I would keep it forever. And then I got kind of tired of it. <laughs> honestly, I mean, and the, and and and. So I got rid of it, and, and, and I don't really miss it. And mm-hmm. so um, I think you should keep a car as until, long as it, makes you happy. until yeah. it no longer makes you happy. And mm-hmm. if it no longer makes you happy, it's okay to let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, it's not – I know folks who have let cars go, and then 20 years later, like, oh, I want to find it again. Like, if that happens, you know, so be it. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you're interested in having a bunch of different experiences and you're not doing the job that we do – then keep the car until you're tired of it and then move on to another one. Yeah, and I would also, it's important to not feel like you're, you're boxed into a decision you've made. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you're not accountable to anybody else. If you post on social media, you talk to your friends about f- fucking whatever. Like, yeah. change your mind. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, it's totally okay. It's a car. Yeah. Yeah. It's a car, exactly. It's a piece of metal. Uh, Cy Turner wants to know, have we any of us ever driven iconic 90s or 2000s French hot hatches like Renault, Sport Clios, Megans, etc., Peugeot 106 Rally, Peugeot... Anyone driven any French? Nope. Well, we did recently publish a review of the Renault Turbo 5. 5, yes. From the 80s. Oh. I don't mm-hmm. remember what year it was. Is that like, that's not, that's not the, the, the not the R5 Turbo 2. Not the R5 no. Turbo no. 2, but it is the, it is like the rally homologation yeah. one from yes. the 80s. Where engine is in the front. Engine is in, in the, the rear. In the middle. In the middle. In the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the middle. Um, we, it was our, our writer, Victoria. Uh, we did, neither of us got to drive it, unfortunately, but she was not a big she fan of it. She didn't like it. She it was like, like kind it. of slow and loud and not that exciting to drive, she And she said. said it was just impossible to sit in. Just yes. uncomfortable? Yeah, just like badly thought out, can't see the gauges, hot. Sound, sounds very French. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wish I could weigh in on the, he already deleted the question. Uh, I wish I could I wish I wish could weigh in on the uh, the 90s ones, but um, no, haven't had the experience yet. I, I drove imagine... like a 2019 Renault Sport, uh, it was a Megane RS260 at the Nürburgring. It was a Nürburgring car. How? Why? Was, it was, was like a, a, literally a rental Nurburgring oh, car. Oh, okay. At R, from RSR Nurburgring, and it's basically it was, it was like a Focus ST. Mm-hmm. It, I, I, you know, they, I kind of was expecting it to be better than a Focus ST, but it really wasn't. It was really an awful lot like a Focus <laughs> ST. Yeah. Uh, I know their very best French shit is awesome. Chris Harris like loves his Peugeot 106 or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> uh, but my experience is limited. Um, yeah, I, I've never driven the 306 GTI 6, uh, but I like the way it looks. Yeah. So, I mean, good choice. Good yeah. choice, Cy. All right. Uh, Robert Taft. Uh... Oh. Jaguar F-Type R is... or Lexus LC500, and if LC500, coupe or convertible, I live is in Florida. this really a question? LC500 LC500 convertible. A thousand percent. All the mm-hmm. fucking way. Yeah. I mean, that engine 
is that is a future classic right there. Looks like a concept car. Looks like a concept car, Mm -hmm. naturally aspirated V8, top down so you can hear it. Yeah. What there's no That's almost the perfect GT car. I would say so. They're very, very exceptional. And and, and despite thin seats, very comfortable. They're really well made. Very very well made, very Um, solid on the inside. The F type you know, a, it feels like a Land Rover sports car to me. <laughs> it, it has it has the same. The steering is the same, numb. You can't feel anything. Um, it has this rattles in the same places in the cabin. I feel like like from the back window, there's like a weird rattle over bumps, right? <laughs> and um, it just it didn't. It's the same engine, right? It's the same five liter supercharged thing they put in everything. So yeah. it doesn't. It's a Ford engine. It's a Coyote. It didn't feel unique to me. It's a little better than Coyote. Yeah, they did stuff to it, but it it's is. A little different. It sounds great. It sounds great. I will say it sounds great, but in terms of actual driving experience and then the whole package, the LC500. The yeah. R's are Not very stiff to me. Yeah. But my favorite F type is the V6S Coupe manual. Manual. Those are really underappreciated. It uses the the Getrag uh, six speed that when the BMW that? M3 uses. When they stopped stop making, making that, like two 19? years ago. Maybe yeah. 17, 18, 19, I think early, is all they made it. Early in my They're time. like 35 grand, and it's like a great $35,000 car. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? As an alternative to an M4, maybe, or as an alternative to something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see them, and they are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but the R's are really stiff. Mm-hmm. And, it, and also, pre facelift, it looked way better, I think. I don't, the facelift. Oh, you don't like the facelift? I'm not a fan no. of the facelift. No. It's a little. I like how the facelift drove. We got, we got one. To drive, and mm-hmm. I thought they had done some nice things with it. Although I didn't love the new headlights. Yeah, the new headlights. Yeah. I don't are like the new headlights. Uh, Hunter Sands, uh, do we like the on-demand online magazine that the Intercooler is doing, and will others begin to copy that format? Oh, we're getting into business. Business. What do you What do you guys think? Because you're in that business. Well, I mean, to each their own, right? Like, if it works and you have the readers to support that model, that's awesome. And I think that you do generally get uh, more. I don't want to say more special content, but like when you are not beholden to ads, you can you can stretch the boundaries a little bit more. You can do more. You can you can be voicier. You can build a brand. I think a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. But I think the future is a mixture of you know like what we're doing here, where you have some paid support from like a core group of fans, but you also have a free version that lives out there. I mean, we're not in any point where we're about to institute a paywall on the drive, but we have had comments from readers that like I would pay for this, and it's like well. We'll, we'll talk about that yeah. <laughs> down the line. And it's not like we would ever, you know, uh, uh, detract from what we're doing on the site in order to make this premium product that would only be for a select group of people. Um, but I think that there is an absolute, that's the future because ads are not going to be, so this whole ad business is kind of crazy. Yeah. And uh, all built on a house of cards, it seems, based that, that Google is like getting ready to just blow the fuck down. So, I think that the future is going to involve subscriptions for everybody, no matter really who you are. So yeah. It's yeah. Good, it's and I, I enjoy I subscribe to the intercooler. I like it because, like you said, they're not beholden to anything. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're giving me uh, a lot of content that I don't see in other places. Mm-hmm. And I like that there's a manageable amount of content made. Mm-hmm. Like, they put out one or two articles a day at the most, and I can actually consume that. But I know that you know, like websites like yours or anything else, they have you have so many numbers to hit. You have to put out so much stuff per day, and it has to have ads on top of it, mm-hmm. and it almost makes it like difficult as a consumer to try to you know read and everything. That's the goal is to become essential reading for somebody, right? Whatever that means for that person, mm-hmm. the goal is to be that like daily thing for them. And mm-hmm. it is harder to your point when you have you know twelve, thirteen stories that you're trying to put out the door, and you're trying to be on the record on all these pieces because you are you know 
a, a site that people read, so you want to hit the bases and not feel like you're not part of the conversation. But when you're just making your own conversation, it's a little bit simpler. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I'm like the thing that I've really enjoyed paying for is the high quality uh, print books, the mm-hmm. quarterlies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I read the Road Rat mm-hmm. out of England, and I'm happy to pay you know whatever it is sixty bucks a year for for that to get four magazines. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I like what they've done with um, Road and Track's new print model. Um, I, I think that that letting the photography breathe a little bit. Um, for sure. and 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 having something that feels nice and hefty in your hands uh, that I want to leave out on my coffee table mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know for my customers to read and whatever I, I've enjoyed that um, I like I love everyone who's writing at the intercooler I think they're really good writers and, and good people and it's a great Instagram follow too if you want uh, quick easy digestible uh, stuff uh, Fez uh, how does the sound compare between the V8 and the IS500 and the V8 and the E90 M3, uh, does the high red line in the M3 add a substantial amount of motorsport theater, if any? It has been a while since I've been in an E90 M3. Definitely the lower red line is noticeable in the IS500, and it feels like you want, there should be more there at the top, and it's it's just not. Um, but it's naturally aspirated. It Was the V8 and the E90 naturally yes. aspirated? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, I don't know. <laughs> the the the, the uh, IS five hundred sounds like a lot of the other Lexus products. Is the M three felt a little angrier and sounded a little angrier? I think because the IS five hundred. Sorry to cut you off. The IS five hundred is also not the full F. Right. So it is not. It's supposed to be. It's as not theatrical. supposed to be motorsporty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, I think you get a lot more torque. You know, the the E ninety M three has like no torque. It's also right. Full liter sh- on it. Yeah. It's or, or it's ha- a point six of 0. a liter. 6? Is it point six? It yeah, it's four point. Was it four zero? Oh, it's four zero. It's four zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is a full liter. I think the GTS right. was the four point four. Yeah. Um, so it's. Uh, so it I guess not four point four. Is it a four zero or four four? I think the. Is it a four liter? It's been so long. It's been a while since I've thought about this. Four point oh. Sorry. Sorry. Um, Did you write this list, Kristen? But, I don't um, think so. Is it more? Yeah. Is it more motorsport theater? Yes, I think so. It sounds a little. It's the the. The IS500 is a little more resonant and mellow, and, and it's not as just, like, angry. When it comes on cam and goes, what? Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's above four. Yeah. That's, that sounds good. Yeah. Did you um, drive the IS500? I did. Yeah, what'd you think of it? I thought that in regular comfort mode, it was lazy. The transmission was... It was lazy. Big, big bummer. And then when I put it in manual and sport mode and went to use the paddles, I thought it was the amount of response that I was expecting mm-hmm. from that car. It, it was clearly not a full F yeah. product, yeah. but I thought it was a nice little sleeper, and the engine, when I had control over it with the paddles, mm-hmm. did what I wanted it to do. Yeah. Um, and it's fucking cheap for what it is. Yeah, I thought it, it was like 50. 80 and it yeah. was starting at 50. Wait, yeah. it starts at 50? 50 57. 50, Whoa. Yeah. yeah, I expected, I drove it before pricing was announced and I was like, oh, this is going to be like 70 grand, something yeah. like that. And it's 57. And I was like, <laughs> oh, actually, that's a lot of car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. We've got uh, Phil Plummer. <laughs> Did you see how Elon is ruining <laughs> astronomy with the satellites? Yeah, I... Off the wall. There's... um. I did. I went up to the where the comet was around last summer. Uh-huh. I went up to that ridge above Santa Barbara, and that's a good dark sky area. And that's the first time I've been to a real dark sky place in a, in a couple of years. And you could see like lots of Starlink 
satellites moving in chains across the night sky. How did you know they were Starlink satellites? Well, isn't that the thing that they're they're like there's like they run in like groups of six or seven, oh, and there are yeah. these little dots that are just following each other across the sky. Oh, it's like Christmas lights. You know, they're oh, moving. Really? It's like a six. Yeah, yeah. In, in yeah, a yeah line, it's a string of line, line moving oh. in a line. Yeah. Oh. And it's there it was yeah. I you know I counted at least you know five or six groups of them in the hour I was up there. I've read about it, but I haven't like gone somewhere mm-hmm. to see it. It was I could see how that could be annoying. Yeah. I mean, she's like trying to get a photo. I, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want. Oh, is that really what it fucking looks like? Yeah. Those, oh my god, that's yeah. terrible. Um, <laughs> I wonder. You know, I don't want to unnecessarily shit on Elon. I want to shit on Elon where he deserves it. Yes. Is this? Could there be a benefit to humanity that outweighs the negatives for astronomy? I don't know enough to answer that question. Yeah. I would imagine probably if there was more like group thought involved in like what right. their ambitions are for right. this. Right. If it was more of a collective endeavor. Right. That's the same thing that's like it's like Elon's very good at doublespeak. Mm-hmm. He's very good at saying, well, we just want to move electric vehicles forward for everybody. Mm-hmm. And behind the scenes, as I read in uh, Tim Higgins' book, as well as I read the Road Rat article with, uh, I, I was I was worried that uh, Jamie Kitman wrote a piece for the Road Rat called Elon Just Doesn't Give a Fuck. And I was worried, having just read the cover and not the article, that that was meant as a positive. Uh, as it uh, turns out, having read the article, it is, it is, it shows both sides of it well, but it gets a little bit um, something the mainstream media does, where it goes, "Here's the good, and here's the bad, and you decide for yourself," as if they're equal. Whereas, in my opinion, the bad uh, was far worse than the good. Dredging up my past. Yeah, and one <laughs> of the, and one of the things that uh, that they talk about is is this. Thing where they where he says, well, I would just want to I want to do a full full everyone transition to EVs, and behind the scenes, they were finding ways to push the legacy automakers out of developing their EVs by saying, well, why would you develop your own EVs? Just buy the green credits from us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In in a set in, in which which resulted in them getting a massive leap forward in the EV market and catching everyone else on their back foot. Mm-hmm. And so it, the actions didn't match the words. So. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't only recently that they were making a profit on their cars alone and mm-hmm. not just the right. sales of the credits. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see. Nate Lincoln, take your best stab at when the used car market is going to settle and normalize. Next spring. When the new car market settles and normalizes. Yeah. I okay. would say next spring, probably. Yeah. yeah. When, when the chip thing gets sorted yeah, out. Yeah, because the chip thing is slowly improving, but we are now also entering like the new model year, and there's going to be a lot of, I think, unforeseen hiccups with all those cars mm-hmm. coming out. And mm-hmm. the used car, like she said, the used car market, when the new car market stabilizes, and that'll probably be next spring. Yeah, I mean, used car values go up when people can't buy the new car values, mm-hmm. the new cars that they want because mm-hmm. inventory or ADM or whatever. And I'm and I'm one of those people who was like thinking about getting a new car and thought about it last year and didn't like use that two month window where you could get zero percent financing for ten years <laughs> yeah. and like get whatever deal you wanted. And yeah, now it's yeah. just there's really is nothing out there. And now even like Broncos a hundred grand CPO cars are impossible to find. Yeah. It's it's. It's bare out there. I'm about the to, cupboards are uh, bare. I'm about to get into this myself because we need to buy a shop truck, mm. and so I'm actually going to be like regular old consumer, mm. being like, "Huh, 
what what half ton pickup truck am I going to buy for the half shop? Ton. You might be in luck though. When I was at the Ford dealership in Colorado, because our mm-hmm. camera car broke, the only trucks they had on the lot there were like for commercial use, like, like work, white, work white pickup trucks yeah. with whatever options. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, I genuinely don't know what I'm going to buy. I and I, I want. This is an interesting test case. I know. Yeah. I want to. I, un- I want to buy probably buyer. a half ton. Yeah. We're gonna tow a single car trailer with it, but but really only locally. That's enough. And uh, but I, I have to look a little further into it. There might actually. This is this sucks. I, I I hope this isn't the case, but there might be tax incentives for me to, to buy an HC. Some, yeah, yeah, mm. which I don't want that to be the case. I don't want I don't want to have to buy way more than I need in some giant fucking diesel. Yeah. and have that be cheaper than buying the minimum thing that I need for the use. You know. Mm-hmm. But I think that well, our government's really good at that. <laughs> really good at that. Yeah, it's a specialty. Uh, Mr. Nailhead, if Kristen bought a Mach-E, would she add a bunch of extra E badges so it could be your Mach-E? Absolutely. Next 100%. question. <laughs> yes. Uh, Vincent Lee has a BMW M240i manual. It's a great car. Considering a uh, KW V1 suspension kit for the car for some adjustability and potentially to soften it from stock. Is this a yay or nay from uh, TST crew? I think... Probably yay. yay. Well, I would say yay in terms of the adjustability. I am a big fan of overpowered, not even overpowered, but like too soft suspension. Yeah. Like when you can adjust everything independently, comfort suspension and sport engine mode is my preferred that's, yeah, balance. That's Me one. too. I like to feel a little bit of the motion in Me the body. Too. So Does an M240i have adaptive suspension? It's probably an option. It does. I think it might be optional. Yeah. I drove it a few years ago. Lovely car. If if you have an older one that doesn't have an adaptive suspension, and your goal is to use the KWs to make it softer than stock, I would say yes, that's probably good. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got the adaptive suspension, a KW V1 might not give you much. Yeah. Um, but, but in you general, could change the springs, and you could keep the adaptive dampers. Yeah. Yeah. In general, softer is good mm-hmm. with a with a BMW M car. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troy Vaughn. For a fun daily driver and weekend canyon car, Audi R8 V10 or Porsche 992 Turbo S. So a used R8 and the 992. I think those would be new. new. Those would be new versus new. New versus new. Um, R8. I go R8. I would also go. Oof, this is we're hard. not gonna have the R8. We're not gonna have the V10 for as long as we will have I know. some form of the. I like n- the, the V10 Porsche and the R8. I yeah. think it's a little more character. And you can get in a in a convertible too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sensing so. that you like convertibles. I do, you and can I get don't. Both well, in a convertible. S- you can get the turbo in a. Oh, that's right. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Strawberry shortcake was a convertible. Well, that's yeah, bad yeah. Luck. And it's fast um, and nimble. Yeah, and no, I crazy. think I'd go with the R8 though. That yeah. car. I also love the R8 because it feels like an Audi. Yeah, it's like one of the only supercars from a. Uh, you know, regular car maker that feels there's like a connection that's not bothersome. It's almost endearing. Yeah, that it's got the same turn signal switch as you know a Golf or whatever. And, uh, and I like the R8 V10 yeah, a lot. It's really good. It's the, really the good. The Turbo S to me, the extra performance versus like a GTS mm-hmm. is not usable most of the time. Yeah, I would say. And that. I'm not exactly. trying to be like like a bitch about it. Like. 450 horsepower ish in the GTS uh, versus 600 and something like the the gauges just go up faster. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's that much more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's incrementally more fun, um, and and it it feels the same. 
you know, when you're commuting to work, almost all 911s feel the same. Mm-hmm. Carrera, Carrera SG, it's all mm-hmm. the same. Except the GT3, obviously. Um, the R8 will feel special more of the time. Absolutely. All right? the time. Yeah, all the time. Start it, all the time. Yeah, yeah. More of the time. Uh, last one. Zach says, uh, oh, Porsche is not the only <laughs> manufacturer to use variable geometry turbos. Ah. Oh, the Ford Power Stroke 6.0. That's a, that's a diesel, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that makes sense. I, yeah, I, I think I knew that they okay, do that. Okay, so in diesel diesels. technology yeah, diesel does use it. Varied. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Uh-huh. All right, and also the Lotus website has options for Vora with two there seats. Or two. I'm telling you, exactly. the one I the drove did okay. not have a fucking a back seat. It just had a parcel shelf. Is this it, one has a back. I need seat. to see what the back seat looks like because I can't even really imagine. <laughs> well, my suitcase is in it right now, but I can right. show it to you. We'll check it out. So, if you want to ask us questions for the uh, the next show, get in our uh, Patreon, become a uh, a patron. That's that's going pretty well, I think, isn't it? Zach? It is. I, yeah, Patreon's going pretty well. <laughs> well. I mean, it's good for us, but also the response has been good. People like getting the content early. Yeah, they like getting ad free content when if they want it, and uh, part, you know, and we're not. Back to your point, we're not sacrificing the normal show. Exactly, we're right. still getting the yeah. same content they got before. Yes. You just get it in different forms now. Exactly, and you get the uh, ad-free experience on audio and video if you're a patron, which is uh, which is good. Uh, Kyle and Christian, Kristen, Christian, <laughs> Kyle and Kristen, blah, blah. Thanks for coming down, guys. Yeah, Thanks for pleasure. having us. Thank you, man. And uh, Kristen appears in my uh, BRZ review, which is coming out in a couple weeks. She uh, she rode shotgun with me in the canyons and shared her thoughts. Good time. Annette, did you like Good Vibes Breakfast Club too? I it was did. Fun. It was nice. It was yeah. really chill. Was Cars and coffee seeing, in the canyons. It's good seeing some old friends. Yeah, there. I mean, a lot of like journalists and stuff end up up there. It's like when there's a Cars and Coffee thirty miles away in on a Friday, you get the kind of people that can get away for a couple hours on a Friday. <laughs> we were literally just talking about this. We're like, how do they do this? Yeah. It's like middle of the work day. Uh. Well, I mean, L.A. people like you know we we work to play. We make our own schedules, you know, and. People who either run their own businesses or in media or, or whatever, you know, you can you can make that time. Good for them. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a different crowd. You go on on a Sunday, you know, you go to Malibu and you get you get your doctors and your lawyers and your people who work your their nine to fives, and that's mm-hmm. fine too. But this one, it's like it's a bunch of people who can make their own schedules. It's so the that's in crowd. interesting, yeah. It's the in crowd. And it's a really high percentage of weed growers. <laughs> Not I mean, only because they can take the time off, of but course. also if you take the the canyons over the mountain the rest of the way, mm-hmm. it goes to Palmdale, which is where all the grow ops are. Right. So they can right. they can hit it on the way back. That makes sense. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Perfect rest stop. For sure. It does, yeah. Uh, we will uh, be back in a few hours for the the, the patrons. We're doing the, uh, the Pro Driver only show at 5 p.m. this afternoon. And then uh, our next show is not going to be until tomorrow or next week. Are we doing a show tomorrow? We have a show tomorrow, Zach. I feel like we do. Why do I feel like we have a show on the calendar tomorrow? No. 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 Not till next week. Wait, yes, Sonia Reed. Oh yeah, Sonia. You guys know Sonia Reed? No, who's that? She's like a a a, a Twitch streamer, a gamer, uh, and she is also uh, getting into car. Uh, I don't know, influencing or whatever. But she's a really cool chick. I've I've hung out with her a few times. She looked familiar. She's a very pop, like she has an enormous Twitch stream, Twitch following. I like her hair. No. Nope. Yeah, she's cool. She likes uh, she likes Lotus. We, apparently, we hung out at the Radford thing. Yeah. We, hey, that's we're, my car. That, yeah. <laughs> well, that's funny. I wonder if she oh, was sh- fucking. You. She destroyed the tires. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> we'll have to well, we'll good have for to her if she did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sonia Reed will be here tomorrow afternoon, and then I will be funny. in. Um, 
in Newport for the weekend. So Kyle and Kristen of The Drive, go read The Drive. Please do. Follow please, The Drive on please. all the places that you can. Fix your fucking search function. Yeah, I will. <laughs> we so got, that's we, on the list. We got bigger fish to fry. You know what story I clicked on? The uh, the Parade of Progress. Uh, oh, the Future Liner. The Future Liner. Yeah, that was fun. That was, that was fun good. One. We like throwing those kinds I of stories together. I would shit together. my pants if I saw a Future Liner parked on the street. I, so getting that email from the guy... His exact quote, I think, was in the story. Was like, I, "It's my understanding these are not common to spot in the wild." Uh, I was like, oh, "I think so." I, it's not common to fucking spot one outdoors. Yeah, I mean, exactly. they're all in museums. Yeah, yeah and those pictures, super, super they, you know, sick. it just looks like it just teleported from 1940 whatever and just that, appeared that must in the middle be of the night. So fucking cool to drive around. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna try and get behind the wheel. Of are you? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we know where it is. We, we talked to the guy. They're they're, they're nice. We got, where was this photo taken? Uh, outside Springfield, Massachusetts. Oh, Ludlow, Massachusetts. Cool. Yeah. These things, G- GM, uh, we talked about this with Donald Osborne uh, last week. That whole Motorama era of GM, the jet age stuff, and oh, there's all four of them. The Firebird concepts and all that stuff. That was like, that was my favorite America. Peak I shit think. right there. Peak America. Mm-hmm. And these buses, for those people who don't know, these are really funky buses with a central driving position up top like an observation platform on a train these wraparound windshields uh super harley earl you know design Mm -hmm. and the side um the sides of the bus would fold out like a stage Mm -hmm. and so there oh there it's open yeah yeah, yeah. so this one is a display for what looks like a turbine or a jet engine of some kind uh, but there was another one that was like an actual stage. Mm-hmm. They also had one that had a miniature uh, assembly line for the cars oh, in it. So like cool. showing it actually that's worked so and cool. put yeah. the cars, little cars together. Yeah. I remember they sold one at Barrett Jackson. It was like $4 million, $4 million. Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Who, who bought that? The guy who bought the collector. every- The guy who buys everything, he yeah. bought that. And it's yeah. funny, this this one that was spotted in, in Ludlow was, is owned by this bus company who the owner of the bus company just bought it out of a field in the early 2000s because he so loved sad. it. They tried to sell it in, I think, 2010, so recession. Uh-huh. Uh, put it on eBay. It didn't even get 500 grand, and it didn't meet reserve. Oh, man. And now they're worth, you know, millions. Millions. Millions and millions. millions. Yeah. But obviously it's, it runs and drives. Yeah, yeah. They, got, they, they rent it out. This guy's commuting in it. They take, <laughs> they take it to, uh, they take it to uh, events as, like, a promotional thing. So and, I would uh, shit my pants around. if Rights? I saw one of those Rights? driving down the street. I mean, I shit my pants when I got the email. I was like, yeah. we got we to gotta figure this out. It's so, so cool. And I, if I had one, I'd turn into a fucking RV straight mm-hmm. up. Yeah, absolutely. Van life, absolutely. baby. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's on the drive. Go read about that. Uh, it's really, we really do, cool. We do fun stuff. Yeah. We found Big Red, you know. Oh, yeah. It's all good. The turbine truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tesla autopilot will now recognize emergency lights. Oh, fucking better late than never. <laughs> Jesus Christ. After how, crashing into 18 parked cop cars, mm-hmm. motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. What a bunch of fucking assholes, I swear. <laughs> we didn't sign the waiver. We didn't. We didn't click the FSD thing. Nope. People walking across the street are involuntarily involved I in know. a fucking beta. Yep. It is such horseshit. That and more on the drive. Check it out. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you later tonight. Bye.